Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Happy two years to From Within Records. It's been two years since their first release. They dropped that Burning Strong record. I'm so proud to see how far they've come. And it definitely seems like they've been around for way longer than two years. But that just is a testament to how much of an influence they've had on the scene so far. And it's just so sick to see them work with so many awesome bands and put out so many awesome records, CDs and tapes. So shout out to From Within Records. Coming out next month in May, Worldwide Brotherhood, the split with Gridiron and Despise. Holy shit, this is this is amazing. This is something that I didn't know that I needed in my life. So shout out to my friends in Gridiron, my friends in Despise. I'm so stoked for this split. So keep an eye out. Make sure to come back to the From Within Records Big Cartel to get yourself a copy. Or if you're not here in the States, head over to northernunrest.com. Get yourself a copy from out there. Also, this summer, From Within Records is putting out the One Scene Unity Comp Volume 2. And I couldn't be more stoked for this to come out in the summer again. This is this is a treat. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of summer, uh, the weather. Uh, I'm a little bit spoiled, so I don't like the heat that much, but the summer's fun. It reminds me of just being free and just just doing whatever I wanted. So uh, it, it's a good time. And to, to know that this summer we can expect another compilation from From Within Records with a host of amazing bands. Shout out to every band that's involved. I'm so excited that they're coming together to put out these exclusive tracks and I'm just so stoked. So make sure to keep an eye out on the One Scene Unity Comp Volume 2 coming out this summer. And like I always say, if you're not following From Within Records on social media, do yourself a favor, boot up Twitter, Instagram, click that follow button, stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, support From Within Records because they support us. On today's episode, I had to track down my good friend, Dan Schultz. I had this idea to to just kind of do a, a recap podcast of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It was uh, a, a great TV show. I'm so happy with that product from uh, Marvel Disney. This the whole Disney Plus era is really awesome. I am finally getting out of watching the same movies that I've watched forever. So spending time and being able to watch these original shows is fun, and they, they definitely live up to the quality because obviously I feel like. Uh, Netflix set the bar with Daredevil, and then you saw shows like Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and also there was Defenders and Iron Fist, which were okay. But I, I was really skeptical to see if they were able to keep that quality when it comes to their TV shows, especially after this big, uh, you know, event ended with uh, Avengers Endgame. And I, I was very pleased, obviously. Not everyone was super into WandaVision. Like I was kind of in that camp as well. In my eyes, it was just okay. But when I watched the first episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I was I was hooked. I was like, okay, this is exactly what I wanted. This is this is what I'm into. So I reached out to Dan and I asked him if he'd be willing to come on the podcast to talk about the show once it wrapped up. And he was super down, which I appreciate. And it was a lot of fun, if I'm being honest. I think we tried our best to to recap the show. We talked about some of our favorite points, but we spend the majority of the time talking about the MCU 
as a whole and what we'd like to see and kind of our predictions on what's to come. So I hope you guys are uh, interested and are down for the MCU as much as Dan and I are. And for those wondering, we did talk about his band and uh, some news there and what's going on. So stay tuned. Obviously, I wouldn't let Dan and I have a conversation and not bring it up because I'm always interested. I'm still a fan. Shout out to Warren. Shout out to the Human Work LP selling out. Shout out to all of you for supporting that band and purchasing that record from from within records. So I appreciate the support and strap in. Enjoy this conversation. And without further ado, welcome Dan Schultz to the show. back to the podcast dan how's it going doing pretty well how are you dude i'm doing fine thank you uh, the main reason why i wanted to have you back on was because i had hit you up just to, to see if you were watching the falcon and the winter soldier and you told me that you were watching it and i'm a huge fan of the mcu and this is something that i was really into so i wanted to just have somebody on who was paying attention to talk about it once it was all said and done. So I'm stoked to finally have you here. The The show is over and uh, I'm, I'm stoked to actually be able to talk to somebody about it because honestly, I, I don't know too many people who are I'm super into it. I was, uh, I'm in a group chat with a bunch of people that are like real into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's been awesome. WandaVision was pretty good until the end but this was like way more consistent throughout yeah I think. in my opinion i i wasn't like the biggest fan of wandavision i, I thought it was like okay and I, I get they were wanted to try something new and obviously with those uh characters and everything they had going on they, they could do something a little different and that was fine like i'm not gonna be i'm too mad at them for trying something uh you know uh, you know a, a little different but I felt like when I saw the first episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I was like, okay, this feels like very MCU. So I, I felt like really comfortable. I'm like, okay, cool. This is like what I've been like waiting for when it comes to these shows, you know, that, uh, since they announced them. Yeah. Like, uh, it, this felt like a movie. It felt more like a movie than a, a TV show, which was kind of surprising because WandaVision felt like a, just a little series little mm. TV show. This felt way more, it felt more substantial. Yeah. It felt like we were just watching a movie in like episodic form. Yeah. I, I almost wonder if they had this written beforehand to be like Captain America four. And they're like, Oh, well with Disney plus and the pandemic, what if we turn this into a series? And then they were able to go from there. Yeah, because uh, you look at it and six episodes isn't that long. Obviously, like WandaVision wasn't that much longer. But when it comes to, you know, when we think about TV shows and, and obviously these are like high production, so it's probably really expensive to, to make these shows. But I was hoping for it to run a little longer. I'm, I'm happy. I think they they covered everything they had to in, in six episodes and set up future stuff, especially like Captain America 4. Okay. Watching this show, I, I still um, it, it still feels weird to to think about um, 
you know, we're past, uh, you know, end game. Cause like that whole buildup was like, uh, in my opinion, it was like so epic and so fun to see it all culminate to that, to that one movie. Uh, and then just kind of like moving past that, you're just kind of like, man, like, how are they going to top that? So I, I'm kind of just like, you know, I'm holding into like this high standard and I'm just trying to like see um, how it's all going to pan out and see if I'm actually going to still enjoy all this. Cause I've, I'm, I've always been curious if I was ever going to get like, um, like fatigue from watching these like superhero movies. Cause I know a lot of, um, people who, um, are like real, like, you know, uh, movie buffs, uh, or who are seem like way more knowledgeable about movies than I am. You know, they're kind of tired of this stuff, but for me, I'm just like, you know, so happy and I'm, I'm just loving every moment of it so far. And I haven't even came close of getting tired of these movies or TV shows. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sick of it at all. I, as someone that just like likes movies in general, you know, I can like the Oscar-nominated movies, and I can like like movies like Mortal Kombat and like MCU stuff. I, just give me something that's fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I. Uh, I'm curious about the um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. In your perspective, what were some of your favorite parts? Uh. The bloody shield unreal yeah. unreal unreal scene yeah honestly i was uh, uh, <laughs> a, a little taken back by that because you, you you think about it oh this is like you know disney um you know it's all like in-house and you're always curious how far they're going to try to push it because obviously there's like you know we, we've seen scenes where people get you know shot and killed but nothing too gruesome and obviously they didn't show like the guys like you know smashed in face by the shield but when you just saw like how bloody it was, I felt like like that was like a, a real statement and meant to shock a lot of people. Kind of remind like reminded me of something I'd see out of um the boys. Yeah, the writing was. I think the writing for this series was awesome. I think the writing in general was really good. They touched on a lot of big points too that are very relevant to today, and it wasn't most of it wasn't done in. A corny way there were some spots i was like eh, but uh, overall they I, I don't know man they really hit it out of the park with this one it made me more excited for like the loki show and the war machine show because wandavision left me somewhat disappointed mm-hmm. and uh, i don't know this sets up a lot of really cool stuff yeah, honestly, after WandaVision, I was because I was so stoked going into WandaVision because I love the comic book character Scarlet Witch because I know uh, what she's capable of. And um, I'm just not sure why she's being written the way that she is in the MCU, but I'm just like, whatever, I'm just kind of you know going along with it. But when I watched the show, uh, I was just like, man, this is not like it wasn't that entertaining to me. So after that, I kind of looked at the lay of the land. And I was like. I was like, I hope that this isn't going to be the the trend going forward where I'm just going to kind of feel a little cheated. But yeah, um, after I finished the you know sixth episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I was like, I was blown away. I was like, wow, I, I want more of this like now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. WandaVision, I felt like it started off so strong and all the theories that people had mm-hmm. were far more interesting than anything the show had. I feel like that they probably couldn't do stuff that people were anticipating. Like they couldn't do like, Oh, this is the new X-Men. Oh, this is an intro for fantastic four. Oh, this is an intro for Mephesto. They probably couldn't do too much with it. They can only do what they were given since it was supposed to be a somewhat small lead up to Dr. Strange. And even then I, I'm not even, not even sure how that really is going to 
pertain to Doctor Strange other than like, oh, her kids and this other vision still exist in other reality. Yeah, I'm honestly really curious how the the pandemic really screwed up the timeline because uh, in the way that things were supposed to come out originally, like we should have already had you know Black Widow out, even though that's like a prequel. But I'm sure there's going to be some sort of post-credit stuff to set something up. So the fact that that's been pushed back so far, and I'm, I'm just curious, like, how it kind of, like, put a, a wrench in their plans to kind of roll out this whole next phase and to set up these big questions. Because obviously, um, since they have acquired um, their old properties from Fox, um, that those are the big questions. Like, where are the, the X-Men? When, when are they going to actually start talking about mutants? Uh, Fantastic Four. Obviously, there's never been uh, an actually good Fantastic Four movie, which bums me out because I'm a huge fan of that team. Uh, so that's like some that's something that I think like they need to fix. Like, um, you know, because like when we look at every movie, it's been bad. And I felt like the last one that came out had like the most potential. And then with all the the drama, um, you know, with the director or whatever getting kicked out of the editing room, and he's coming out and publicly like you know bashing that movie, saying that what the final product was isn't what he created so i just want them to write that wrong and just just give us a, a, a proper fantastic four movie because it, in my eyes the the track record that marvel studios has had with their properties has been great and i uh, i'd be surprised if they were to be able to screw up an x-men movie or a fantastic four movie the the fantastic four stuff i don't even know like I wonder when that's even going to come because I feel like it won't even be this phase. No, I feel like they're going to try to focus on more like maybe mutants or like interdimensional stuff or like or I, I mean, there's all the the theories that Mephisto is like the big bad and mm-hmm. he's the the villain behind everything now, and then it'll probably lead into like the Fantastic Four. That's what I'm assuming. I don't think they're gonna. They probably had this phase written before they got the rights back for X Men and Fantastic Four. Yeah, I, I honestly think we're going to because th- th- there's so many things that haven't even been touched on. Um, you know, there's some like, you know, loose ends from the last phase that they still have to touch on. Uh, and there's like a lot of fingers pointing towards like, obviously, you know, Secret Invasion, Secret Invasion is coming, but we're not sure like how. Oh, yeah, that's a TV show. Yeah. And when you think about like that whole thing with like, you know, scrolls being like more prominent and you know people are going to have to question who they can actually trust or who's actually really who they, uh, you know, claim they are. And I'm, I'm just not sure. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to come this phase. Obviously, I think this is where they're going to kind of um, uh, we're going to see it in those like, you know, post credit scenes. And then I think that they're going to come in when they probably try to introduce like Dr. Doom, because obviously like, I'm in the timeline now. Like they've been to Latvia and they were in Latvia in the Falcon yeah, Winter Soldier. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's where Dr. Doom's from. So I, I feel like that's when we're going to see them. But I, I'm just curious how they're going to like properly introduce like uh, mutants and like the X-Men. I think it's crazy that they already have scroll in the universe, but don't have a fantastic four. I think that's the most insane thing. Like it worked for captain Marvel mm-hmm. and like there's cool things that they were able to do with it. Like it, at the end of Endgame. but it's crazy that, that they established that the scroll exists without the fantastic four, because that's like, I mean, super scroll is, a real sick villain mm-hmm. and he only really pops up with the fantastic four. Yeah. I, I think they're probably just, um, obviously they didn't have, uh, like 
those properties at the time. So they're probably, all right, cool. Like, let's just work with what we have and just try to make it make sense. And I'm sure that they kind of probably had the foresight, like, all right, like, uh, there'll be room to write it in if we ever have the chance to get them back somehow, you know? The writers for, like, the cinematic universe must be stressed out of their minds 24-7 or must have been until they got the rights back because they were like, uh, we have four different scripts. Here you go. <laughs> They're like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm curious too. And I, I, I just want this, and it, it just seems like this is just taking so long to kind of get get it like jump started. And when it comes to the actual like movie portion of the universe, because obviously we've had these two series on Disney Plus, which have been good. But I'm just like I'm I'm ready for like the big ones to start dropping so we can see some real movement um in this uh, phase so we can get some like you know real clarity and uh, welcome back some of our favorite superheroes and just kind of see the progression in this like you know whole universe that we've been following for so long. Yeah, I wonder. Like Black Widow comes out next month, right? Honestly, I know Is it it, next month. I I, I knew it was sometime in June. summer. I'm pretty sure they got pushed back to sometime in summer. Hold on, let me look up the exact because they're doing uh i know they're doing in theater and disney plus same day which is awesome because i i don't really think that movie's gonna be like super crazy no it's uh it's coming out july 9th oh in july okay so yeah uh, that'll be a movie i i stream from home but like when it comes doctor uh doctor strange is still supposed to come out in november right like that's supposed to be like the setup for this phase uh no doctor strange got pushed back to uh 2022 Oh, I have no hope then. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the what we have for the rest of the year is uh, Black Widow July, The Eternals November, uh, November fifth, and then uh, sh- uh, wait, hold on, sorry, everything's all mixed up on the list I'm looking for. And I then, forgot about The Eternals, man. Yeah, well, we haven't really heard it too much. Yeah, uh, they haven't even dropped like images from it. Uh, it it's been finished for a long ass time. And then uh, obviously the Shang-Chi trailer just dropped. Oh, it looks amazing. I'm not going to lie. I I was pretty down on it uh, when they first announced it because I'm, you know, I I was so high on um, Iron Fist because I'm just a huge, you know, Danny Rand Iron Fist fan from the comic books and to to see him kind of get cast. I don't know if he was the best on Netflix. It was like, okay at best. But I was kind of bummed to see them just kind of like be like ditch that martial arts character and kind of go in the direction of Shang Chi. But it'll be fine. I, after seeing that trailer, I'm like, wow! I kind of take back everything or any thought that I ever had that it was going to be kind of whack. But it, they they look, did a really good job. It looks so sick. It looks sick, and it looks like it's just more like street level stuff, which is what I'm really into at the moment. Yeah, and, it doesn't and it, like dip into like cosmic stuff or like any of the big grand scheme stuff it's just kind of like yep he's on the streets chilling yeah it seems a little more relatable I, I found myself struggling a little bit with that when i was watching the falcon and the winter soldier when uh it's like that first fight scene with uh falcon and bucky when they're uh on those uh trucks and they, oh yeah yeah and then they're, they're just kind of getting you know handled and i'm just like oh I was just like, okay, I was like, I, they can't just come in and be super badass and be way better than everybody else because it has to kind of, you know, you got to kind of be able to kind of picture like these bad guys being actual rivals to them to make the show entertaining. Uh, but in my mind, I, I wanted them just to come in and just start kicking everybody's ass. But then, you know, 
then they start getting help from that uh, fake ass Captain America. <laughs> that was so so messed up. I, I hated that character so much. Wyatt Russell is like so good for that role. He was meant to be hated. Dude, his face. The just... way they leave it off. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. So I I didn't really like that. Uh, okay, he's he's like you know kind of cast off they're like yeah you're not captain america anymore you don't really get a punishment because obviously um uh, there's all these like you know weird issues and the actual u.s government weren't too upset with him killing that terrorist and you know, quote-unquote terrorist so they kind of let him off really easy and to to see him come back and just work with bucky and bucky was okay with it i, I felt like sam and bucky would have been like way more mad that this guy just straight up murdered somebody in public and got filmed like you know under the Captain America mantle with like the OG shield. It was uh, that was like one thing that, that kind of bothered me. Uh, why I took away was him coming to the rescue was like him being like, "Oh, I fucked up," mm-hmm. and he's trying to make amends for it. And now he's agent, U.S. agent, which is cool or patriot. I can't remember off the top of my head. But, U.S. agent. Yeah, so they could do like cool shit with U.S. agents since like. Uh, I don't know. Like, if they ever do, like, the secret agent stuff with, like, you know how there's secret agent Venom and all that other bullshit, mm-hmm. they could maybe, like, rope him back into it. But they might just give him a TV show, and I think that would be cool. I, I keep hearing uh, talks of uh, Thunderbolts, because, you know, uh, Zemo's... Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, because Zemo's still around. And um, try to have him helm uh, some sort of uh, operation, you know, with the uh, Avengers not really being together right now, and uh, and with the U.S. agent not really uh, being, uh, you know, hated or liked, he, he, they'll probably have him do stuff that people don't really want to do. Or there, there's a lot of room that they can go with it, especially since. Um, and I and I, I like that they didn't kill Zemo because uh, th- that one scene. And I hope by this point, anybody who's listening has already finished the series because we're going to be talking about everything. But the the uh, scene, the, the last scene with uh, Bucky and Zemo um, when they're in um, Sarkovia, where he had the gun. And you, I was like, OK, cool. He's finally going to shoot him in the face. This is going to be so satisfying, but kind of sad at the same time because I don't want him to die. But then, you know, he just kind of called the girls from the Wakandan army to come take him away, take him to the raft. I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. They're, they're, they're not done with that actor yet. And I really appreciate that. Cause that character is so cool. I think he's great as Zemo. Yeah. But, but I felt like it was, I, I was uh, like kind of clickbaited because the, you know, leading up, they, they showed the mask and he, yeah. literally, he literally yeah. only wore the mask of that one episode and not even the whole episode, five seconds and then just took it off. And I was like, I need more of that. Yeah. I need more Zemo in the mask. Yeah, and is that because they want to give more face time with the actor so we can kind of bond with him more? Or I don't know what the strategy is behind that without him wearing the mask. But I was like, all right. I was like, I'm, I'm okay with at least we got to see the mask because there's so many other superheroes where we didn't even get to see them in their actual like, you know, like um, like iconic costumes. And it, I feel like we've been cheated, like especially with like Wolverine. Like we got the tease at the end of um, was it Origins where he was on the plane with the briefcase yeah yeah but at least we, we got the mask for a little bit so i was like okay a little a little bit satisfied but i wish we could have got more maybe we'll come back i mean they're definitely they, they're gonna bring him back because the the fan reception to zemo and the show was like outrageous yeah no he, he was he was great man like he like i was bummed after um captain america um civil war when uh i, I thought that was it 
you know? Yeah, I thought, because Marvel, like the, the cinematic universe has such a bad issue with, okay, this is the villain for this movie. Bye. Mm-hmm. That's it. Never hear from him again. That's it. Like, I was shocked in Infinity War when Red Skull showed up. I was like, oh, shit. I mean, it was a different actor entirely, but I was still, like, excited that Red Skull was, you know, returning. Yeah, because to think about, um, you know, Captain America, the, the first Avenger, to to that last movie, where, or to Infinity War, where, where you see him, it's, it's kind of like a lot of people probably forgot and didn't probably have any thought to see him again. But for him to pop up and kind of be in, like, you know, this weird spot and this kind of, like like surreal moment where you know all right somebody has to die here you're like holy shit this guy's like you know pretty important trying to drop some real yeah. knowledge on these superheroes and kind of out of nowhere too you know yeah it was a bit that was a cool surprise for red skull to show up i i don't know i i think they'll bring back zemo maybe even in captain america 4 you know i'm i'm hoping that they bring back ultron at some point too because he, he was probably like honestly my favorite villain they did ultron in such a a weird way mm-hmm. like the the voice was awesome uh james spader was awesome as ultron but i feel like they brought him in so soon before there could really be too much of a power struggle like i feel like they should have done civil war first and then maybe hit ultron i always argued that they should have done and i'm not sure how much how much different it would be uh, but i argued that they, they should have done like Civil War as an actual Avengers movie and not as a it Cap- pretty much is yeah that's why I, but I, but I'm curious like if they could uh, if it would have been an actual Avengers movie how much it would have been different if, if they would have went like you know uh, you know maybe like some of these fights be a little bigger or maybe even bring in some of uh, the other heroes because at the time uh, there was you know talks because there was you know like every person at the time was in that movie right and I, I remember them even having talks of trying to bring in some of the Netflix people at the time but that didn't happen and that was kind of a, a, a bummer i feel like that was like a really big like missed opportunity which i think they're trying to fix now because obviously there's all these rumors about charlie cox uh daredevil being in the next spider-man and i, I keep hearing stuff about um what, what's the guy who plays punisher um oh john Bernthal coming yeah. back yeah and kingpin um vincent i always forget his last name is it Vincent D'Onofrio? No. Yeah. That's not. Is it? Yeah, something like that. Oh, uh, but whatever. But yeah, like the. I I heard a rumor that I thought was really interesting that maybe we were talking about last time that the TV shows, the Netflix shows, took place during the blip. Oh, over no, the five years. That that was nuts. But that sounds really interesting. Yeah, I forgot who was telling me about that, but. I was like, oh, that would be a really interesting concept since, like, they never touch upon anything going on. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, realistically, that's probably not true. And if they do, they could easily retcon that in, like, the next Spider-Man movie being like, oh, where was Daredevil? Oh, well, this happened during the blip, so you didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think because they... I think the only thing they ever reference from like the Netflix series to the actual MCU is just the, the first big battle of New York. I think it's the only time they ever reference anything. Yeah. They talk about, yeah, that's all they talk about was the first Avengers movie. And even then they don't go into any details. They don't mm-hmm. talk about any heroes involved. It, it, it's all just kept very. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's like a passing comment. It's like nothing too serious. Like the only show that ever was like directly like, you know, like, like hugely affected was agents of shield. 
I never even watched it. I never even gave gave it a chance. Honestly, uh, season one in the very beginning, you're kind of they had like, you know, low budget for production. So you're kind of just curious on where this was going to go. But then it kind of builds to something really cool, if I'm being honest, because they um, touch a lot on like the Inhumans, because obviously the the main character, uh, Daisy uh, Johnson, a.k.a. Quake, she's an Inhuman. So you you see a lot of that side. And I'm a uh, I was was a huge fan of the character, um, you know, um, Agent Coulson. So for him to kind of play such a huge role. Um, in that show and they touch on a lot of awesome things for the universe because um yeah like every like major event um you know battle of new york um uh the why can't i think of the next one when um when they find out i'm hydra with all the sleeper agents oh yeah um and then even the the last they didn't cover. I'm not sure they covered the books. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. I didn't finish season seven because I, I didn't really want the show to end. So in, in my mind, it's still kind of running there somewhere in the background of my brain. I, I got to go finish it at some point. But I, I honestly enjoyed it. Didn't they bring in like Ghost Rider at some point too? Yes, they brought in the uh, I, 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 Robbie. What's his last name? I, I want to say Johnson. It's not Johnson, but yeah, they they, they brought in the the second Ghost Rider, the, the one who drives a muscle car, so not the the original one on the oh. motorcycle. But weird, <laughs> but it was it was so cool because um, there was all these promises that, uh, when the show first aired that you know they were gonna you're gonna see some of these A list actors in this show, and to be honest, the only one the only one that ever popped up was uh, uh, Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury. He, he popped up one time, I think once or twice, off the top of my head. But um, other than that, yeah, you didn't see any Iron Mans or Captain Americas. You just saw yeah, Ghost Rider came, which was pretty cool, and then. Uh, they touched on the Inhumans and that was going to be a big thing because remember they did that Inhumans uh, big event where they were going to air like the first episode in theaters and then the the, the show was going to come out but it was just that like that show was bad dude. dude it was a disaster so bad. dude when I saw the, the first image of like the cast I was like who who greenlit this because this is so off this is not going to go anywhere it, it was it was so bad that like yeah it, it seems like Marvel um, Marvel Disney doesn't even want to touch on like Inhumans like in the MCU or even like the Disney Plus right now, which sucks because it seems like they're just kind of t- trying to tuck that away, trying to get people to forget about that big mess, and then hopefully eventually at some point they can bring it back because there's some really cool Inhumans out there. I remember reading a rumor like years ago before the show came out that Vin Diesel was in talks to play Black Bolt for an Inhumans movie, and I was like, oh, that would be really sick because they could do so much with that mm-hmm. and really bring the humans forward and then they did the show that absolutely sucked ass i watched like two episodes and i was like i this looks like a cw show i'm not watching this yeah and vin diesel's probably like i don't want to do that if that's if that's how you're gonna present the inhumans i don't want my name attached to that but it would be cool like to to have like a proper inhumans movie but at this point when you think about the stuff that they have laid out and the things that people actually want, like Inhumans is nowhere near the top of that list right now. No, I mean, I feel like a decade ago Inhumans were getting real popular again. And then I just, they didn't really capitalize on it or the people that did care just moved on to other stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's going to, we'll see them in like phase, but we're, we're in like phase four right now. Right. So, yeah. so we'll see them like phase eight, <laughs> like seriously, it's gonna be a long, like, I, I can't see, uh, them coming around 
for a really long time because you, you, you got to think as soon as like the X-Men come in and Fantastic Four, we're going to be seeing stuff like, you know, Doctor Doom and eventually Galactus. And then even right now, we um, Kang the Conqueror is going to be the main villain in Ant-Man. So shit's about to oh, get Kang's cur- the villain for the next Ant-Man movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that fucking rocks. Dude. That, oh, that kicks ass. Dude, that's going to... And I, I love that they're using like Ant-Man is like the, the catalyst to just kind of like open up all these doors for like the entire like, you know, universe. Because uh, for people who aren't familiar with Ant-Man, he, he like, you know, obviously is like pretty important in him working with, uh, you know, the, that Pym tech and just how much he's done so far in the MCU and how much more crazy shit's going to happen because of what he's going to have to deal with when he's going to be going up against King, the, the, the Conqueror, who, you know, deals with time travel. It's it, it's going to be insane. Oh, that has me real psyched for Ant-Man 3. I mean, honestly, the Ant-Man movies are pretty good. Yeah, I, I feel like they're <laughs> they're like kind of really good, like kind of overlooked because when, when you think of Ant-Man, he's not the coolest superhero. But when no. you put him up against like, you know, an, an Iron Man or a Spider-Man, you know, like, oh, his superpowers, he can get really big or really small. Like that doesn't sound that cool. And his, his character model is OK, but I, I, I can get why people will overlook that like those movies that character but no like those movies are, are super awesome the uh the, the actor that plays him what's his name paul rudd yeah paul rudd kills it he's he's like and, and i've read a lot of ant-man in my time as being like a comic book fan and i'm just like wow this is perfect casting perfect cast for scott for scott lang yeah 100 i was real bummed when it came out and they weren't doing hank pym because i was like how are you gonna have ant-man without Hank Pym to start it off, but they kind of they went to that. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like just for the the like the timeline that they were kind of going with, I kind of understood. But but I'm glad that they still like you know have him involved in the movies. You know, yeah, he's not he's obviously good. he's not the main focus, but but he's still there playing a very important role because you know he he created that stuff. Yeah, it's good that he's still that Michael Douglas is still around and doing the role because he's very like almost like washed up Hank Pym just tired of doing shit yeah it just seems very just like jaded and just grumpy yeah. but I like that a lot I yeah. like that that stance they took it sucks that they couldn't have that involved in Ultron that was like a big gripe for me was that they couldn't have that involved in Ultron yeah, I I do feel like they did uh, tackle Ultron like a little too early, uh, but I, I'm you know obviously we weren't there for the the writing process and um, how they decided on all right cool this is going to be the next villain for the Avengers film because um, I, I feel like they honestly could have uh, you know kind of planted like an Ultron seed and kind of built up to him like they did with Thanos and yeah they could have done that with the first Ant Man movie mm-hmm. because but I remember when it came out. Age of Ultron, or was it Rage of Ultron? No, had Age. just came out the event, mm-hmm. and that was like supposed to tie everything up with Hank Pym and Ultron, but it just kind of like opened up more doors. Did you read that at all? Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but the I was like, oh, that would be cool if they go in that direction with the movie, and they couldn't without Hank Pym or even Scott Lang. Yeah, but. Like that Avengers film, uh, Age of Ultron, wasn't the worst. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I like I said, I feel like they've done a, a great job with every movie. Even 
even I'm not I'm not a fan of Captain America, but when I walked out of that theater watching, uh, you know, Captain America, the first Avenger, Winter Soldier and Civil War, I was like, wow, this is this is so much fun. Oh, Winter Soldier is like probably like top three mar- of the Marvel movies. There's, it's so good. It, it, it goes beyond like a Marvel movie. If you haven't, if anyone's listening that hasn't seen that movie, you watch it. It's a great espionage movie. Yeah, like seriously, hit pause and uh, go check out that movie because that, that that movie is super sick. And yeah, it, it, it's crazy like how well that it like still holds up. Yeah, like was it almost a decade later and it still fucking whoops ass. Yeah, but um, kind of think. Oh, uh, another thing about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was so happy that they brought back uh, that character um, that GSP played. Because I'm obviously a huge, oh yeah, huge fan of uh, mixed martial arts. So to to see somebody, especially somebody who's so well respected and just uh, is a great person overall, somebody like George Saint Pierre. So to to see him get brought back, because you you see him in um, was it in Winter Soldier, right? Is Winter Soldier or or was it the first Avenger? I can't remember off the top of my head. Hold on, Nath looks up because it's gonna this is gonna eat eat at oh, me. Oh man. I thought it might have been Civil War too, but it, it, it was either Winter Soldier or the first Avenger. All right, hold on. So I haven't even had to think about it till uh, right now. Hold on, let's see. So he was in, uh, yeah, he was in. It was the Winter Soldier. Okay. Yeah. So you first see him in the Winter Soldier, and I was like, okay, cool. GSB got some screen time in this big movie. That's awesome. But then when, because uh, I, I try not to like dig too much when like things are coming out like I'll, I'll watch a trailer here and there but i don't want to really know everything before the show actually even airs so yeah. i, I kind of just try to stay away from stuff so when i watch that first episode and you see gsp i was like oh shit this is awesome they, they, they brought him back he was in the first episode and the the last two episodes right or the last episode yep. last yeah. two yeah it was great george st pierre hire him for for more awesome movies I was hoping that they were going to try to make him another Crossbones since Crossbones killed himself. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that would be fucking sick, but that's all right. He was cool. The fight with Falcon episode six was awesome. Yeah. And oh, speaking of episode six. OK, well, I was so happy because obviously when um, uh, Bucky kind of dropped off that that briefcase was like, oh, hey, I, I called in a, a favor to the Wakandans like this is for you. I was just like, huh, I, I wonder what they're going to do, because in my mind, I thought they just repaired his wings. Right. But then when you first see uh, uh, Falcon, like clearly, because obviously the, the first image you, you, you see him, he's like flying over the, the buildings or whatever. But when he comes crashing in through the window and they reveal his new outfit, I was like, dude, th- and that's the same exact outfit that he wore in the, the first series where he's actually, you know, um, Sam. The, the the Captain Falcon. I was like, dude, this is this is amazing. This is great. They did it. They did it right. I I I just saw that and I was just so happy. I was like, this is amazing. That he looked so great in that co- in that new costume. They. I was so psyched when I saw the costume and him wear it. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. They killed it. Yeah, and, and and the fact that they they did that, I was like, okay, this is super cool. Because you know, sometimes they kind of like will have like their own variation of 
um, a, a superhero's outfit, but with this one, they're like, all right, cool. We're, we're going to try to uh, stay true to the source material. And it was just so awesome to see. It was very, it was like very bright. Cause like, you know, these other costumes are all like, you know, kind of uh, on like the darker side, but these, you know, it was like, you know, you, you saw it, it was like bright white, red, white, and blue, just boom, right, right out there. It, it was so cool to see. Yeah. It looked fucking sick, man. It, seeing him in the costume for like the whole episode was a treat. Yeah, and he, uh, and also just seeing him picking up the the shield so so fast because obviously there was like the montage of him training, but once he actually had it in action, it was really cool to see him incorporate that with his, uh, you know, wings and his like you know rockets and everything. It was, it was so cool. My my fear for the show was, like, at episode four after the, the bloody shield episode, I was like, oh man, this it's gonna go down from here, and then episode five was awesome and this episode was it ended on such a high note which i was real psyched for because wandavision just i i don't know what i was expecting but the ending that i got was like i don't i don't know i know a lot of people were kind of disappointed by wandavision's ending i shouldn't compare the two Mm -hmm. since they're so drastically different but this was just so much better written and so much more satisfying to watch. Yeah, I, I think we keep trying to compare them because, um, you know, it, it's a, a part of this MCU. And then obviously you look at all the films and they all kind of fall like in the same lane, not too different. But when WandaVision came out, it was just so far left compared to everything else. And it wasn't and like it went so far left and it didn't really um, I just don't feel like it really was like super good. It was like I always just say it's okay. Like I I don't hate yeah. it, but I was just like okay, it's it's okay. But for for them trying something different, I, I wish that they could have kind of um had the same like standards, um you know of greatness as like all the other stuff. Because when I, when I walk away from, I, I've never walked out of a a, a Marvel movie, uh, you know, disappointed or bummed. It, it always just kind of like wow, that was like a fun experience. But with WandaVision, I was it was just kind of left like scratching my head. And I, I did find it interesting too that they kind of kept the episodes like really short. And obviously, I, I you know they're making like kind of like a sitcom or whatever. But I was just like maybe I don't know like would they have served served themselves better if they would have had these like hour long episodes like Winter Soldier and kind of had like more time to kind of flush things out. I, I have no idea. I, I'm not an expert, but it's just. I think that's why I that's why I keep trying to compare it because like when I look at this whole thing, it's all in like one bubble. So when this one show comes out and it's just not kind of producing, especially with these superheroes, obviously you know there was some action, but not um, what we are used to. Yeah, like I don't think I I know I don't need action to like really satisfy me because mm-hmm. episode five of Falcon Winter Soldier is like the first twenty minutes are action, then the rest is just them hanging out, and that's like the best episode I think besides the the finale in the series mm-hmm. with WandaVision. It was a lot of them hanging out, them hinting at who the villain could be. And like, after they revealed it, I was like, Oh, that kind of sucks because the villain had no motivation really either. Other than I want your power. And I was like, okay, well that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. I It was dealt with so fast. The, the, the resolution for WandaVision was like, that it was a snap and it was over and then they just moved on to like oh here's somewhat of a setup into doctor strange but i don't even think it was that substantial like it's obviously going to happen in the movie mm-hmm. but i was hoping for so much maybe a hint at like who the next big villain will be 
didn't even get that. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, I don't know. It, 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 it happened. And I, I just like, I, and I, it's weird that like, I still see more advertisements for WandaVision than I do Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I'm just like, maybe they're trying to push people to try to stream that more, get some, hit some numbers or something. But I'm just like, all right, like I, I watched it and I don't want to watch it again. I just want to move forward and see, uh, you know, what they're going to do with Scarlet Witch. Like, I feel like she deserves her own movie over a lot of these superheroes that have their own movies, uh, you know, before Black Widow. And and I, I just, you know, the, with the timeline and trying to move forward, like, I don't get why they're still or want or I don't get why they did a prequel for Black Widow. So I'm ho- I'm guessing there's gonna be some really big setup for the future. That's my only guess as to why they would do that. But I'm just like Scarlet Witch is somebody who needs their own movie because that, that character is just super awesome. And I feel like it would be way more fun to see her on the big screen in the actual like Scarlet Witch role and not just, you know, this weird, you know, stuck in a bubble trying to figure out who this weird villain is kind of type deal, you know? Yeah. The direction that they took her in the show was kind of interesting, making her almost like an anti-hero, which is what she kind of like started out as in the comic. Mm-hmm. But she was already a villain at one point in time. And it just took so long to get to the point for me, at least. I, I think, I think she deserved. I, I think they could have done a Wanda and Vision movie and took things from the show and combined other things into it and touch more on maybe Ultron and all this other shit that brought them together. Yeah, I, I hope. Uh, well, I, I guess we got to kind of hold out to till Phase Five to see if she it will be, uh, you know. Uh, presented with her own movie. I, I hope so. I, I hope she plays uh, a cool role in Doctor Strange 2. And I hope they don't kill her off. Man. But I, I feel like killing an Avenger at this point is um, would be too soon since, you know, we're, we're still dealing with uh, the death of Tony Stark. I still feel like that still seems pretty recent. It wasn't that long ago in the timeline. Um, so I think it would be too soon to kill to kill somebody else off. Maybe send her away for a little bit, you know, ride her out and then bring her back. But I, I, I don't think they, they should get rid of her. I don't want them to, to get rid of her. It was kind of crazy that they killed off Vision and WandaVision. And then the other Vision was like, OK, I'm going away. Bye. And then he'll obviously come back. I'm assuming in the new Doctor Strange movie at some point. Yeah, it, it, it is weird to see that they just kind of leave Vision open-ended because when I look at him as a character, I don't um, see him being super important. His importance has diminished significantly over time, especially after Infinity War. Yeah. Because he doesn't have an Infinity Stone anymore. And then after Age of Ultron, he, he was the only one that could really stop him at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so... But what can he do now? He got his ass whooped in Infinity War. Like, up and down. Yeah. Absolutely whooped. Yeah, the, the whole movie, every fight he was involved in, he, he was just getting beat up. Which so. is a shame. I like Vision a lot. Yeah, I think he, he's a pretty cool character. But obviously, not everyone can be, you know, you know badass. They have to make some sacrifices. Um, but I, I'm curious to see how long like these newcomers last like how popular the 
the Eternals will be like, are, are they actually going to want to push that going forward? Are, are is the audience actually going to even care that much about them? Because I, 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 I'm really curious to see how people are going to react to that movie. And then also, uh, you know, Shang-Chi looks badass, but also I, I wonder how people are going to, um, you know, take to him as a superhero. I think Shang-Chi is going to do super well and he would do really great as an Avenger. Mm-hmm. The Eternals could be sick if they do it from like a prequel almost and like kind of set up more about Thanos or go into that direction, kind of set up like a lot of like the, the big gods and stuff like Galactus and all this other stuff. Like I would be shocked in the Eternals if Galactus doesn't show up. I would be honestly shocked. Or if the Watcher doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I hope if they show Galactus that he doesn't try to like pose himself as a like a foe to everybody so soon. Because I feel like once you get to the point where if they are going to have um, you know them fighting Galactus, and you, and you think about okay, if, if they're going to team up and they're going to try to build up to fight Galactus, what comes next? They're going to have to be some sort of reset. Because you know, once you defeat Galactus, there's you know not much more after him. When it comes to just the normal superheroes, obviously there's a lot of like cosmic stuff, but um, I, I just don't want them to get there too soon, you know. Yeah, like in the Eternals, they could do it where Galactus is like, I don't know, I don't know, even know what the movie's gonna be about if they're taking cues from the comics and they have like the Council and Galactus as part of it, and all the other gods and stuff are part of it. I keep saying gods, even though it's like a DC thing. I can't remember what a lot of them are called, like death and what what's the other one? Like time. Oh, it's been so long since I've read mm. like any Eternals related stuff. But if the Watcher's not there, and I, I don't even know what to expect. They haven't even released like images from it. So I don't have any, like I'm not excited for it and I'm not expecting anything. So if it's good, I would, I'll be shocked. Yeah. Same here. And Obviously, whenever they introduce Galactus, I feel like that's like the perfect time to kind of sprinkle in maybe Silver Surfer and then, you know, obviously trickles down to Fantastic Four. So, yeah, I hope it's just, yeah, that's going to be like a ways away and that's not something they do so soon. I just wonder what it could even be about. Is it going to be like, I feel like it would have to be before Thanos, you know, got the glove and got all the, the Infinity Stones. Like, they, it would be cool if they set it up where uh i forget the name of the eternal book i don't even know if it's canon or not but there's one where it's like it sets up thanos's backstory and what happens to the tight the like why he became the mad titan but mm-hmm. i don't think josh brolin is in the movie at all so i don't i don't think they're gonna do that yeah uh so the, the, they get like a brief premise and I'm, I'm looking at like the the, the wiki and here already too because it's it's so short it says after an unexpected tragedy follows the events of avengers endgame the eternals an immortal alien race created by the celestials who have secretly lived on earth for over seven thousand years reunite to protect humanity from their evil counterparts the, the deviants that's all they give yeah i'm not excited for it <laughs> it just sounds like so whack like okay so you're gonna tell me that these motherfuckers have been on earth for seven thousand years and you got you know 
Thanos and the Shikari invading Earth and they're just chilling back, just letting things play out, not even like trying to to save the entire galaxy. Those motherfuckers. Because there's all the, the shit in the original Infinity War where the Eternals like have a council to stop Thanos and he's like, what are you going to do? I already have all the power. Yeah. It doesn't sound doesn't sound that interesting but but i think maybe this is just one of those meetings where like you know these execs were like uh what what um superheroes do we have to pull from what can we try to produce that could be interesting because we don't have x-men or fantastic four yeah because when i when i look at that i don't see how the eternals and i'm, I'm hoping i'm wrong but i don't see how the eternals can kind of get woven into this giant storyline that has been created to be, you know, interesting or for people to even care. Cause when I look at the, the, the cast, I'm like, ah, that's like, whatever. I'm not like too stoked on the cast. Cause I, I don't even really care about those actual characters. Like I have no like real investment in them, especially right now. I'm not really a big, like when it starts getting to like the, the celestial stuff and like all the huge galactic stuff and, mm-hmm essentially the, the gods of the universe i start to like check out like uh i like the event i can't remember the name of it but i like the event that came out oh, oh, like i don't know what was it like 13 years ago where someone kills the watcher mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out why they killed the watcher and how that happened like i like that a lot because it can tie a lot of different storylines together but they haven't even referenced the watcher up to this point which is so insane to me He's been in like little cameo bits in Guardians, and that's the main cosmic stuff we've gotten. Mm-hmm. And the, and the Eternals aren't mentioned at all. At all. You you mentioned Guardians. One thing that like we haven't even heard a peep out of is um, uh, Adam Warlock. Like we we, we saw yeah we, we we saw at the end of uh, Guardians two, and then obviously like I, and. I, I wonder if there wasn't all that drama with James Gunn, would Guardians have already been out by now or would we already have like a, a release date? But I had yeah, that movie just got set back, which sucked. But I'm happy you know, that the cast like the, the main cast, I'm, I'm happy that they had the directors back and stuck up for him and were able to get him back for the third film because it, it was pretty. And in my opinion, it was pretty stupid that Disney got rid of him especially for something that he had already addressed and like apologized for. It, it was like such a bullshit situation and just kind of just threw another wrench in like this whole like timeline. I'm like, damn it, dude, like guardians. Cause I'm, I'm a fan of the, the movies. I've um, read some of the series. Uh, the books are okay. They're not like the best, but I, I'm just uh, happy that James Gunn is back and he's going to do uh, hopefully a, a, another great job with the third film. But yeah, we haven't heard of, uh, anything from Adam Warlock, so I'm curious to see if they're even going to touch on that in this next one. I'd be, I, I'm honestly expecting them to just not even bring it up. I'm expecting that to just be like a fun, like, oh, here's a little Easter egg for Adam Warlock, and then that's it. If they do pursue Adam Warlock and he becomes like a vital part of the next phase, I'm, I'm down for it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so down for that because then they can do so much shit with that. But at the like, I don't know. They haven't even really said what Guardians 3 will even be about. And I'm assuming it's probably the end of the Guardians. Do you really think so? I don't see them doing more with them. Yeah, I I don't see them doing more with the Guardians. Because, like, the best Guardians books are when they team up with other people. True. Annihilation is awesome. 
but that's like the start of that was like the reboot of the guardians for like the first time in over a decade at that point i really liked when uh kitty pride was star lord for a bit i was like oh, yeah this, that was cool i was like this is kind of interesting I, i'm actually a, a fan of this um but yeah the yeah, honestly, Guardians wasn't popular until the first movie came out because because if you think because I was reading um, the the current run of Guardians that was going on before the, like leading up to the movie, it was being written by my favorite com- comic book writer uh, Brian Michael Bendis, and um, you know I was just reading it just on some normal shit, and then you know th- the movie stuff starts coming out, and then that whole series got like super hyped up. It was hard to get like the earlier issues if you didn't already have them. Um, and yeah, it was, it was honestly because of that movie, like that's why they're so popular to this day. It wasn't because the strength of the books, it was actually because of James Gunn and him, like, you know, directing that movie and just writing, you know, such a great script. Yeah. I mean, like up until the movie came out, they weren't even really involved in too many big events either. Like they had Annihilation as the reboot for Guardians of the Galaxy in like the late 2000s. And then just kind of sidelined from there and had their own little stuff. Yeah. That's why like, I've, I've heard people trying to say like, Oh, that's what the Eternals is going to be like. You know, they weren't that popular uh, just like guardians and the movie came out and they're like, you know, like so huge. And I'm just like, yeah, good luck. I don't think lightning is going to strike twice like that again. My issue with the Eternals is once it starts getting to like the big cosmic stuff and like, I kind of just lose interest. Cause I like when it's more relatable, yeah yeah i forget yeah because i'm um, obviously uh you, you kind of like for me i also i kind of do lose interest as well because i'm like okay cool like you know I've, I've looked at galactus as like this big bad being for the longest time and then you realize there's like another being above galactus and then another being above him and you're just like okay like is this gonna just keep going and it's just like ah uh, like that, it doesn't it, it doesn't seem that fun to me when i'm reading about that stuff yeah it, me too like galactus is cool from the perspective of the Fantastic Four or the Avengers or whoever he's going up against. Mm-hmm. That's what I like with Galactus when he's trying to fuck shit up. But when it comes time for like them to have like discourse amongst like the other God characters in Marvel, I just lose interest. I'd rather see like, I'd rather read or see a movie about Captain America talking shit to Winter Soldier. Yeah, like for me, I'm a, a you know huge fan of uh, the Phoenix Force, and whenever they involve the Phoenix Force in any storyline, I'm always interested. So my dream uh, is like now that they own everything, and I've said this before, but like my, my my dream is for them to eventually build up to an Avengers vs X Men film. And it doesn't have to be 100% to the storyline of the comic books, but the fact um, that it's possible and that they've, you know, they've put up, uh, you know, our favorite superheroes against each other. And we all like we all ate it up. It was so cool. You know, nobody was like too brokenhearted over seeing some of their favorites get beat up. I think that it's like a real possibility that in the future that this is something that they can build up to. If 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 they didn't do X-Men versus Avengers, that would be kind of shocking. Yeah, because that was such a I remember when I was younger and that was coming out. That was a big event. That was a big thing. Yeah. And and obviously they don't have the 
the Iron Man's, the um, you know Steve Rogers around, but they could still make it work. They still have like a pretty beefy roster, and there's a whole line of um, mutants that we haven't even seen yet that they could tap into. You know, like um, what was it? Uh, New Mutants. Uh, you know, I, I still haven't watched it. Uh, I refuse because I just heard it was bad, and I don't want to see one of my favorite um, you know X Men characters get disgraced because I'm, I'm a huge fan of the character Magic, and I was so stoked to finally you know see her get like a big role and kind of get some light shined on her and hopefully expose her more and kind of bring up her popularity but then uh, you know it's just a really bad movie but like characters like that i'm like cool tap into her more and you know like with her relationships with like you know her, her brother and uh yeah there's just so many cool routes that they could go and i'm just hoping that's what we get at some point in the future like me um, right now being and an adult, I hope I can live long enough to see that happen because because it, it was it was such a cool storyline and received well from like, you know, people reading comic books. And obviously, uh, you know, there there's always this weird fatigue when it comes to like big events, when it comes to the comic books is like they try to just sucker you to buy more books, pointless books. But that, I think that event was just so fun from all aspects. I didn't read that one. I'm going to have to look into that. Dude, it's so it's like, yeah, it's like 12 issues. It's, it, it's so sick. Man. I hope they they give us some real weird mutants. I hope they give us some Psylocke action. Man, they I, I feel like they dropped the ball because obviously great casting um, in uh, was it Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, but barely even used her. Like obviously you saw her here and there, but like I feel like she's barely in the movie. Doesn't yeah. even count. <laughs> yeah, and that movie was so whack. Yeah, I. I don't know why they decided to do like a Phoenix movie after Apocalypse 2 because that's supposed to be a reset. Yeah. At this point in time, whenever Apocalypse shows up, usually Professor X and Magneto die and then they reset the universe. Well, maybe they knew that that was going to be it because you think about it, it was that and then like New Mutants happened. But Yeah, they still did the, the Dark Phoenix movie. Oh wait! Oh, they did. I I see. Yeah. I, see, I blocked it out of my brain because that that one was bad. Didn't even watch it. Had no interest in seeing it. Yeah, that one was bad, um, and and, and it sucks because uh, like Fox didn't do as bad of a job with X Men as they did with Fantastic Four, in my opinion. I f- I feel like the majority of the X Men movies were okay. Um, in my opinion, the best one was uh, Days of Future Past. Yeah, uh, I think that and First Class were awesome. Okay, yeah, I, I I can agree with that, but all the other ones were just like, just like okay, and but they did such a great casting with um uh, Michael Fassbender as uh, Magneto and um, James McAvoy as uh, you know uh, Charles Xavier. I I feel like those. I feel like okay, you don't have to recast everybody, which you know, sorry, it sucks. Not everybody did a great job in in their role, but I feel like just there's some people that you have to bring over. Like when I look at those two guys amazing casting bring them over um what's her name olivia munn is psylocke bring her over because i i don't know who you're gonna find that's gonna uh you know look the part or uh you know do a better job uh and then um, who else is great um obviously you could still use halle berry storm if you wanted or you can uh, bring bring over that the uh young actress that they had as um you know the younger storm but then yeah like i, I feel like you have to bring fastbender and mcavoy over because it would be criminal to try to introduce us to a new Charles Xavier or a, a new Magneto, knowing that those two guys are out there still in the perfect age, um, age range to play those characters. Oh, yeah, I, I just hope that they would do something like that. 
if they do another X Men origin movie, I'm gonna lose my mind. Yeah, you don't like, need it. You don't need it. <laughs> we're we're past that. Yeah, like like okay. What what was the last movie where we actually had to see an origin? Was it Doctor Strange? Or no, Cap- like the whole cinematic universe. Yeah, or was it Captain? No, Captain Marvel came out after, right? Yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah, see, with Doctor Strange, I feel like it was it was um it, it was necessary because not a lot of people were super familiar with that character. Uh, this is like you know the first time um, him having his like you know big motion picture movie. So I, I felt like the way that they did his origin was fun. It wasn't like I don't feel like it was too drawn out, and you got to kind of see. Uh, you know how he was before he got his powers and everything, whatever. But I, I feel like they just did like a really great job with that. But like when it comes to like Superman, Batman, Spider Man, so we've seen this shit so many times. Like I, I feel like it would I be okay. This, I'm sorry. The new Spider Man, like the last two movies, mm-hmm. did such a great job. Not even touching the origin, just being like, oh yeah, I got bit by a spider. Okay, I'm I'm Spider Man right now. Yeah, because that's like that's like. It's very common knowledge, right? Everybody knows that story. And if you didn't, cool. You, you go go catch yourself up. Go boot up YouTube. Go pick up a comic book. Figure it out. Because we don't need a 30, a 30 minute or an hour um origin lead up to get us to where we want, you know, to like the meat and potatoes where we the stuff we want. We don't want to wait for a, a sequel to finally be able to see our superhero in action. So I'm I'm hoping when it comes to uh, yeah like these ones that we're, we're super familiar with like you know x-men uh fantastic four I, I just hope that it's not like yeah we don't get these origin films because we, we we definitely don't need them i think fantastic four they could do it in a a fun way and tie it into the universe for x-men you don't even need to do that you could just have like a just a title card just being like oh uh some people are born with the x genes these people are mutants but how that's do, all you need. How do you think they're going to introduce that gene to the universe that we have right now? My, I thought I had was like, oh, maybe the blip and people coming back could like trigger something in people, but I don't think that's, I don't that it feels like dumb. It would definitely ha- it would have to be after Doctor Strange. Like that movie is probably going to is is some, supposedly the big step forward for like the cinematic universe. Yeah. Cause you, you, you got to think this point there already are mutants, <clears throat> excuse me, mutants on the planet. They just haven't like revealed themselves. So maybe it's going to be like, uh, you know, they'll be more comfortable coming out from hiding. Cause you know, they'll be able to, uh, use that slogan hated and proud. Um, but yeah, um, I'm not sure which way they're going to present it, but I'm not going to, you know, care if it's not some like, you know, super technical thing for it to make make sense. I just like we all know that it's that they're there in this universe. We just haven't really ran into them yet. So I'm just looking forward to the point where it's like where they kind of just like just get rid of this veil and be like, OK, cool. Like, you know, there's like um, these superheroes and then there's like these mutants like we're, we're all one now, you know. A lot of people think that the Doctor Strange movie is going to have mutants come over from a different universe so people think that some of the fox people are going to come through because they had quicksilver on wandavision Mm -hmm. which is why i was like real psyched for that show and then that went nowhere that went absolutely nowhere yeah and uh what was his his actual name the the actor um evan Evan, peters yeah it wasn't the one in the mcu 
Yeah, he he was the one um from uh, uh was it uh which which X Men movie was it? No, not Days of Future Past. He was in the yeah, he was in Days. Was it Days? Okay, um, yeah, he's in Days and Apocalypse. Yeah, and he he was a fan favorite because there's that you know the, the the one scene where he's saving everybody from the school and when it's just all oh, in slow motion, dude. Awesome. awesome yeah, show. that was like awesome one of the, the 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 coolest scenes in an X Men movie. But yeah, uh, the the fact that they were willing to do that in that Wandavision show. It wasn't too far off. Like nobody was. Uh, I I didn't see any weird backlash about them bringing him over. It's like no, this is what people want. That makes me think that Doctor Strange is going to at least have something, something to do with like mutants popping up. I hope. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, it, it has to. Yeah, it has to be like the the perfect opportunity because obviously with these. Um, multiverses somebody has to kind of somebody's going to take notice obviously because when you look at these mutants the x-men they're not gonna be able to be traveling through these different universes and not have somebody take notice that's where i think like mephesto is going to come in because he wants in the comics there's a whole arc where he wants scarlet witch and visions uh kids Mm -hmm. i can't remember what their superhero names are off the top of my head but he wants them. I can't remember. It's been so long since I've read that too, but he like wants their powers and like Mephisto's whole, I thought WandaVision was going to go the route of Wanda trading something for like vision coming back to life and Quicksilver coming back to life with Mephisto and him being like, okay, I gave you these two people. I'm now taking your two kids. Damn. That's a, that was my theory. That was very wrong. That would have been a cool theory to come true because that's like a <clears throat> such like a rough trade to make. Because obviously, uh, you know, she loves all four of them, but it's like, damn, she didn't know them, them kids that long. I'd be like, all right, I'll I'll, I'll give them up. <laughs> that's what that's what I like. Me and other people are talking about, but and then like in the Loki show, there's like stained glass paintings of Mephisto in like this like chapel scene and like one of the trailers mm-hmm. but the loki show looks like it's going to be awesome and tie a bunch of shit together well did you hear that it got renewed for a season two the loki show did already yeah. mm-hmm. holy shit yeah which is weird because um you know i thought it was gonna be the trend like wandavision falcon winter soldier where it's just gonna be just a one and done and kind of move on and maybe like yeah. reincorporate him to the movies excuse me but no, I'm they're they're going forward. They're doing you know Loki season two. So I'm I'm really curious, um, you know, to see what this show is going to serve, um, you know, for the MCU because they have they probably will use it as a, a kind of like a vessel to kind of tie things up that you know were left undone in the movies or even open up new doors for people to explore. Isn't like the trailer made it seem like he's jumping around like the universe at different points too. Yeah, yeah, time. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure his timeline is not linear. He's gonna, yeah, be hopping around and uh, meeting a, a lot of new faces and seeing a lot of old faces. Yeah, that's your, when, when does that come out? I'm real psyched for that. Um, I'm looking at the calendar right now. Loki's supposed to come out uh, June 11th. Oh, that's so close! I can't wait. Yeah, so we're we're, we're two months away. We, we we got a little break, which I feel like is nice. I feel like when it comes to the Disney Plus shows, um, they they spaced them out really well because I'm not feeling like you know they're kind of shoving them in our faces. Like there's like a decent break in between. Yeah, you don't want to have fatigue or anything like that. Yeah, because when I'm looking at the shows, 
I'm definitely, um, you know, stoked on the Loki show. The that character's always been interesting. You know, he's always up to he's always up to something. You can never really um, trust that character, and I always find that like you know pretty fun because it's just like I'm, I'm always questioning him. Like I I never think he's like fully bad or fully good. You know, he's just up to mischief. Um, but I'm I'm kind of not like too invested in what if because because that's just all it is it's like what if so yeah i feel like that, it'll be like okay we like fun stories here and there but i'm just like whatever like that's just kind of weird filler in my eyes but when you start getting, getting down to stuff like um hawkeye um i'm, I'm hoping you know uh, he's doing okay because obviously you know he's uh like you know he's catching a case with like his, his ex and there's all that weird drama so they were like maybe gonna pull him from stuff so i'm, I'm hoping he's able to make it out and get his show going and then obviously they have the the Miss Marvel stuff lined up, Moon Knight and She Hulk. And when I look at those characters, I'm like, dude, there's there's so much potential because those those characters are are, are so fun. Um, uh, and I, I I never really been a huge Miss Marvel fan until and this sounds crazy but until I played the Marvel's Avengers game that came out recently. And uh, you kind of run through the, the 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 game starts off and like she's like the focus. And I'm like, oh wow, she's actually way cooler than I thought. Um, so I'm, I'm like like a newer fan of hers, and obviously when when I, when I think about Moon Knight, I, I hope they don't hold back, and I hope they kind of like tap into to all aspects of him with his, like his mental illness. And they gotta just, go R rating with Moon Knight. They gotta go like all the way. And, and that's what I'm hoping because you know um, Kevin Feige said that they're gonna keep Deadpool R rated. So like don't don't give me like a PG Moon Knight. Like let's go crazy with this. Yeah. Make Oscar Isaac go insane. Yeah, that's that's when Moon Knight is like the coolest when he's going ape shit. Yeah, him just like you know, and and him, and like and even reading like Moon Knight comic books and like when they're having me question like what is real and what isn't, I'm like, okay, this is fun. This is the type of shit um, that I think about that I want to see on the the show, right? So yeah, so I I hope um, they they do a good job with him, and, and I hope like it's not one of those situations. Obviously, like we're so far out, but. Like I want to see him in his costume. I don't want it to be like a, uh, like a Iron Fist situation where we never really saw him in his outfit. I need the all white. Yeah, I want I the hood the, and with like, the black mask, dude. Yeah, I need it. Yeah, and, and then he needs the staff with the the moon like sickle on it. And then think about okay, um, I'm I'm not sure because I'm I'm pretty sure uh, Miss Marvel, um, she's. Uh, based in jersey so i don't yeah. think we'll really see her um in new york but like if you think about moon knight she hulk uh there there could be some crossover there and they can even tap into and obviously like new york's this weird hub for like you know marvel and like there's so many other superheroes that are active there so there's there's so many um, possibilities that they could like tap into for like cameos or even new storylines to, to tie them into i hope they do a spider-man cameo with moon knight at some point because it's always like in, in the comics in like the 90s there was always cool run-ins with each other mm-hmm. which kind of like hasn't really happened too much over the years yeah no like the the and, and i'm thinking about the movies like the, the only like you know real ones is like it, it's fun when they had that relationship with tony stark and peter parker and them just kind of you know swapping like okay cool like you're gonna appear in this iron man movie you're gonna be in um not iron man movie excuse me you're gonna be in um, civil war and then we're gonna put tony stark in spider-man and, and then even like after the fallout of endgame you still see um, remnants and of tony stark um talked about in his uh world which is still pretty cool so i'm i'm, I'm hoping and with like characters like she hulk uh with her being 
uh, or her like her normal character uh, Jennifer is being like a lawyer. I'm really hoping there's like crossover with like you know maybe Foggy or even uh, Matt Murdock. Um, if since they, they you know the, the if those rumors are true, uh, I'm not sure. Are they 100 percent true? Uh, Charlie Cox playing because I, I see all the articles, but I don't know if, any, if it's like. I- I, if we're going by that, then maybe. Okay. Oh, yeah, but but even having like a run in with Matt Murdock, you're just like oh, that would be so sick. I would love to see a She Hulk Daredevil maybe Devil like series, maybe six episodes. Dude, that yeah. would be pretty incredible. Yeah. Also, it's crazy that there's no Hulk stuff really. He's just kind of like relegated to Thor or other big stuff. Well, to my understanding, uh, Universal has rights to Hulk, so so Marvel can't do solo Hulk stuff without um, Universal being like the distributor or um, some weird deal like that. But there's like a loophole where it's okay for him to be in team up stuff, and um, they don't have to include Universal. So I'm pretty sure that's why we haven't what? seen um, solo Hulk stuff. Yeah. Wow, that's stupid. Yeah, well, you, you got to go back to the 90s when Marvel was about to yeah. go broke and, you know, they were selling things off left and right just to get money to stay afloat. And they didn't. Uh, nobody thought that they were going to have this kind of impact on the, you know, the, the movie industry. Nobody thought that these characters were going to be this popular. Right. Because even when you think about um, like the, the the stigma of being a comic book nerd back in the day when it wasn't cool to, to you know, like things that you actually liked you know people would make fun of people to uh, you know for going to comic book conventions or whatever like there was like a certain stereotype but now uh fast forward to today it's it's, it's cool to read comic books it's cool to go to these conventions it's cool to watch these movies right so it's just like it was a totally different world when they were selling those properties off and um yeah it, it sucks but um you know they've met they've done a really great job and obviously I'm, I'm sure it's because like they have disney backing them but they've done a really great job of getting a lot of that stuff back yeah i'm surprised they haven't tried to get Hulk back because <clears throat> I mean he's one of the big Avengers one of the main original Avengers well I, I think they, they they might look at him um, and, and if you look at the solo stuff before wasn't and, and granted it's, it, was, it was a different market back then too but like those, those Hulk movies weren't you know blockbuster hits so maybe they don't they don't see the the money there like okay like do we want to invest and try to buy those properties back somehow strike a deal um is it worth the money but i think so i I think with the actor that they have now mark ruffalo i I think they could manage to do a a great hulk movie like a a solo one because there's dude there's so many hulk stories and and even things that um aren't even tapped in of things that have happened because there's so many gaps when it comes to the hulk because like even him leaving um you know after the avengers and then when, when thor finds him there's so much missed time and then even now with him, uh, you know, kind of being Hulk full time, there's so many there's so many ways that they could go. So I, I wish that they would tap in and uh, do like a, a solo Hulk film, because think about it, because even even when, when you think about like some of his, um, you know, uh, like in like like the Hulk um, you know, realm, even like the the, the characters that have um, kind of been there that never really got a lot of time, like, um, uh, God, what's the general name that I'm. Um, uh, Ross, um, General uh, Ross, the guy who who ends up being Red Hulk in the future. Um, yeah, yeah, he's already been, he's already been there. So for for people who aren't familiar, yeah, he, um, he's the general that uh, general that eventually turns into Red Hulk. And yeah, there's just so many places that, that they could go with that character. But it's like, yeah, they, they just probably wrapped up in that contract deal. Um, 
Yeah, because I know um, Hulk, I'm, I'm, and I haven't researched this in a long time, but last time I checked, Hulk um, was still with Universal. And then um, a, a big character that people have been uh, asking for is uh, Neymar. Um, he's still with Universal as well, I'm pretty sure. Wait, really? Yeah. I thought he would have been with uh, Fox for the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I, that's that's what I I thought too. That's what I would think at least. Yeah, because he because um, because dude, even think about that like because like okay like we've covered a lot of stuff like like above the ground we haven't even tapped you know going into the ocean and everybody that's down there you know so th- there's just so many directions um, and so many superheroes that that are still out there that that are that are popular that people haven't even uh, you know really talked about when it comes to these movies. I'll say I'll say it a thousand times. I'll keep saying it until I die. I need a Nova movie ASAP. <sighs> okay, we're we're, talk- we're we're ta- <laughs> we're talking about cosmic stuff earlier, and I I felt so cheated when um all we get from Nova is the Nova Corps and Guardians because when when when, when, see when, the helmet. when you think about these uh you know the Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain Marvel, all these like cosmic characters, it's just like dude, Nova could fit in so easy, and he would be so cool. But he whoops ass. You can whoop everybody's ass. Yeah. And and then it's like, okay, or maybe this is like a strategic plan. Maybe, okay, we have heard the name Nova Corpse, so maybe that's them laying the groundwork really early, and then eventually we'll get to see somebody rise up and actually be Nova and, like, you know, be the head of this thing. I don't know. There's a... It's one of the first issues, I think, of Secret Avengers, where it's, like, Captain America, Nova, and a couple other people are, like... I don't remember if they're on the moon or Mars or something, but they get attacked and Nova's helmet gets knocked off and Captain America puts on Nova's helmet and becomes like another Nova. It's so sick. And there's so many things they could do with that in itself. It's man, it bums me out. They haven't introduced Nova in any of the Guardians movies or even mentioned like Ryder at all, like nothing. Yeah, well, I, I feel like maybe in, in the next um, Captain Marvel movie, like, yeah, maybe pops up at some point because, you know, she's going to be up there in space handling shit. And uh, I feel like there's like a really big opportunity for them to do it there or maybe even push it with the next Guardians. I hope so, man. I would I'd be so excited to see a Nova movie. He He deserves it, too. I feel like he's been like a an underdog character in the comics for so long. Um, well, they were, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it was like a couple of years ago. They, they um, came out with that book, uh, champions and they were pushing like, kind of like the, the, the newer generation and they had the younger Nova character. Yeah. I can't remember who the like newest Nova is off the top of my head, but I didn't get to read that. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe they could, <sighs> I'm not sure if they would want to even introduce him as, a, as like the, the kid version or straight up, you know, come out with like the OG Nova. Um, obviously, they're thinking like I, I feel like when they cast these characters, they obviously think like longevity. So maybe they, they would want to go with somebody younger. The cool thing about Nova is like they could have Richard Ryder and then he can die and then they could have um uh, what is it? Is it Sam? The Nova after him. But I mean, that's all so far down the line. Uh, there, there would need to be so many events that happened before that, too, which is insane. 
Mm-hmm. But dude, his character model to me is so sick. Just like, oh, uh, awesome. yeah, just his helmet and yeah, he's he's just so just his color scheme too. Like his like default color, I I think he would be so sick. They could do it right. It, it just now isn't even worth doing. This is the question because they already got rid of Thanos. Well, I think yeah, because he. he 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 could you could straight up do just like a kind of like a Nova Corpse movie with him fighting fighting like weird stuff in space. They'd probably just have him up against maybe the scroll, or maybe, dude. Um, well, who knows? Maybe if they get you know go cosmic, if Adam Warlock starts you know popping off, they're gonna need to call in some you know reinforcements, yeah. and Nova could be one of them. Man, I hope the next phase is done just as well as everything leading up to Endgame was because that was it was a treat to see it all come together and do just be handled so well I I feel like that was maybe like the only time in my life where I went to the movies where it felt like holy shit this is a big deal like we've all been kind of waiting for this for a really long time and just the energy of being in in that movie theater to watch Endgame it was it, it felt just kind of like unreal because when I think about it, most like 90% of the 90% of the time I go to the movies, it's like so chill. You know, if you're watching a comedy or a horror or whatever, like, you know, you'll laugh or you know, jump scare or whatever, but just so many different points through like end game where people just like straight up just cheering, clapping. And yep. it was just like, it was just this crazy event. And that's something that I'll never forget like in my life. So I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if they could, ever you know build up to something that epic again but i would love to see them try and, and to put that much effort into these next phases of these movies when endgame like came out i didn't even hit up anybody to go i just got a ticket myself and just went by myself that <laughs> it was it was a good time i had a great time the movie theater was fucking packed mm-hmm. yeah it was it was crazy that was yeah people you know were I remember my buddy, uh, he hit me up because he was like, hey, like the, the, we went to like this like specific theater in like Irvine that he wanted to go to. So he was like, hey, like they're going to release tickets at like 5 a.m. I know you're up for work like pretty early. Do you think you can snag the tickets? And I'm like, yeah, like I'll try. And like, dude, I remember it felt like I was like trying to buy some like sneakers or something. It was it was like so hard to to get in there. The site was all laggy because so many people were trying to, to get in there. But luckily I was able to get like the four tickets that we needed but it was it was just so weird i'm like like never in my life have i tried to get tickets to go see a movie like at five in the morning and it was like super stressful oh man i i lucked out i remember checking like cinemark while like while i was at work mm-hmm. and there was like one seat available and i was like yeah i'm doing this right that's my seat uh, exactly uh, are the movie theaters open where you're at right now yeah I was going to see Mortal Kombat in theaters, but I ended up just watching it by my on my own and just enjoying that. And I'm, I'm curious because for me, I'm like a huge fan of having the option to be able to, to stream these movies at home. Obviously, I think like I, I can see both models like, you know, with HBO, them just kind of being like, cool, this is like included with your subscription fee. But then also I can see the Disney model where they're like, all right, I'm to get premium access to this one movie that's streaming, um, you know, early on, on our services, like, you know, pay X amount of dollars. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm down for, for, for both. Cause I, I did pay the, the $30 to see Mulan, right. 
but before it became free streaming it was like you know it was like when it came out like you'd have to wait like two months before you were able just to watch it for free and and I, I was totally fine. I'm like, okay, think about it. 30 bucks. That's not that expensive when it comes to, you know, thinking about watching like, like a new movie and I get it. Not everybody has like a nice TV or whatever, but, um, I, I feel like it's just, um, you know, it's, it's just an option. You're not forced to, to do it. Right. But, um, I'm like totally like stoked on, on these options. And like, I'm, I'm just curious about you. Uh, how do you feel about it? Cause I know you like, you're really into movies and you like to go to the movie theater. It- it depends. Like, watching Godzilla versus Kong would have been fun to see in theaters, but I like the movie wasn't great. Mm-hmm. And I knew that going into it, so not having to pay money for it was cool, and I feel like I got to enjoy it more based off of that. But there's definitely movies that have come out <clears throat> that I wish I could have seen in theaters, like Minari. I wish I could have seen that in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, Mortal Kombat, I, I could go see it in theaters, but I'm not in that much of a rush to. Um, I would like to see the new Saw movie coming out in theaters, even though I, I don't think that'll be that great. Yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker for Saw. I like it, it, I, I had really fun um, watching those movies. Like, you know, like like the first couple of ones I thought were like super awesome. But then towards the end, I feel like but they were like, OK, I feel like they wrapped up like, you know, the, the story fine. Um, I'm, I don't have like, you know, high hopes for the new saw, but I, I, I'm just such a fan of that series. I'm, I'm just going to go check it out. You know? Yeah. I want to see it in, in theaters. Like I want to try to like integrate it back into a routine of going to the movie theaters, like two or three times a month. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's so hard to now because everything is hitting streaming. And if you don't feel like paying money for stuff and you want to Google some links and find stuff for free you could always do that and that it happens sometimes it happens to me where i'm like i don't even want to i don't have the subscription service so i'm just gonna look online see what i can find i i do find it interesting that um uh you know that the hbo is kind of like pulling out of like that streaming thing for 2022 because yeah. uh i thought it would be like you know like a cool thing going forward but obviously maybe um you know the big wigs behind the scenes are like, yo, like we need, we need to push people to go to theaters. We need those box office sales. Um, cause obviously like money is like really important to them and, um, they're probably missing out on a big chunk of that when people are just staying home and not going out and spending the money on a ticket to see this film. I would assume the amount of people that have subscriptions are making up for that, especially for HBO plus or HBO now. Um, I'm curious because obviously like we don't know the real numbers, but because <laughs> like for me, okay, um, I, I don't have HBO Max. I, I, I used to, but then I, I was just kind of, uh, I'd find myself trying to figure out like, what do I want to watch? And then I would be like, you know, jumping between, uh, you know, Hulu, Disney Plus, Netflix, uh, HBO Max. And I'm just like, I don't, I'm like, I don't really watch this amount of stuff like enough to have all these subscriptions. So I just like cut everything back. Um, but I, I cut sh- all mine out. I, I stopped paying for Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I cut away everything besides Amazon Prime because I get cheaper books for school mm-hmm. for that. Okay. But other than that, I I just stopped paying for stuff. And I have Hulu because of Spotify. So how do you watch or how, how did you watch 
uh, Winter Soldier and or Falcon and Winter Soldier. You you just yeah, you just find some <laughs> stuff online. You know. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, you have an HDMI cable. You'll get up to your TV. <laughs> Same experience. Yeah. You it know, almost feels more rewarding in that sense. I feel like I. I, I just love um, my Netflix account because um, I, I still pay for Netflix because um, I'm like a huge fan of like Korean dramas. And there was like, you know, there's been like this surge of like Netflix and them, uh, you know, bringing a lot of their uh, stuff from Korea stateside, which is like really cool. But um, I probably should just use like a VPN because I, I could probably get like way more stuff that's not even available uh, normally. But yeah, um, but I feel like that's uh, that's like the main one that I use, like even though like I have Disney Plus. Um, I, I look at all these uh, Disney movies that I've seen a thousand times and I'm just like, I have those movies. So like, I'm really only paying for Disney plus to watch this new shit. Like, you know, Falcon winter soldier, uh, WandaVision, uh, you know, the new Mulan when it came out. Um, so, uh, I, I am curious to see like what the, um, uh, or if there even is a loss, uh, for these companies when it comes to, you know, having their movies, uh, you know, like come out simultaneously with the streaming services and in theaters. I'm sure that there's a, I'm sure there's a little bit of a loss, but I, who's to say like the subscription like service fee is so expensive anyways to pay like $10 plus for one service in itself. And then HBO like max is like, isn't it like 15 or 20 bucks a month? If I'm being honest, I don't remember. All, all I do remember yeah. is that it was more than I wanted to pay exactly yeah it's more it, it's it's so expensive like the subscription services are like they're so expensive and it's not even worth it at a certain point because i feel like like with netflix i felt like i spent more time clicking next trying to figure out what i wanted to watch mm-hmm. instead of actually watching something and then they have like that whole randomized feature where it's like oh just click this button and we'll put something on for you and it, the amount of movies that are taken off put back on taken off the amount of shows and movies that come out on Netflix or the shows that get canceled. I just, if there's something interesting, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it another way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do find it interesting when I see these um, like Netflix original series, like on like, you know, Blu-ray and DVD. I'm like, Oh shit, they still do that. Cause, cause obviously there's a market for it because not everybody has Netflix. Yeah. But like, I feel bad for people that get super invested into netflix shows because most of the time they just get canned anyways like yeah. hasn't how many shows have really reached their conclusion on netflix like naturally not a lot because yeah. i like my my number one netflix show was house of cards and then obviously uh, kevin spacey he got um outed for doing all that stuff and they had to uh, you know cut out his character and then the the, the season that, that the season they came back and after writing him off, it was just so bad because they, they kept referencing his character. I'm like, dude, you wrote him off. You killed you killed off his character. Just, like, stop talking about it because it's hard enough to be here to, and to know that, like, the level of acting and just kind of just like dipped like with him gone. And granted, like, you know, the stuff he did was like really bad or um, allegedly did was bad. I, I didn't follow it too closely because I'm not like a super fan, but um, and I'm pretty sure that show's done. Um I was really invested into this uh, uh, Judd Apatow show, uh, Love. Oh, then that get canceled too. Uh, they said that they mutually decided it was time to end it, but that yeah. that didn't sound right. So that one ended, and then like the only other big one that I really was super into was um, 
uh, Ozark, which is the final season's gonna air. Uh, but I'm not sure um, how it's ended yet. Obviously, I haven't seen it, so maybe maybe this might be the one that where it ends good, um, or maybe it might be whack. I have no idea. There's always like, I feel like if you look around, there's always like petitions for people being like, tell Netflix to bring this show back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's kind of a bummer. I feel like Netflix is where studios give their, their stuff to kind of die. Um, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there a, a point where people were like clamoring to want to be on Netflix? Cause it was like the, the, the future. Cause like obviously um, yeah. network television is died. Is that still the, the, the sentiment? Do people still look at it that way? Or since there's so many more platforms, cause you know, like Peacock just launched and more networks are kind of creating their own services or, and I like, guess now it doesn't really matter. Cause there's like oversaturation, right? Like you have Amazon's video subscription, mm-hmm. you have Netflix, you have Paramount plus. You have Peacock, HBO, and then there's still other ones too. There's still uh, other ones out didn't there. Didn't Discovery just launch their own one? Didn't even know Discovery had one. But yeah. I guess that makes sense because though they have like Star Trek. I just know because of uh, Ghost Adventures. I, I follow yeah. I follow one of the hosts and he's posting about being on Discovery. And I'm like, who am I? Okay, I want to I want to meet the person that's subscribing to Discovery, whatever it's called. I don't even know what it's called Discovery Plus or whatever. Just make up a name. I'm curious to know who's out there being like, yeah, we need to download the Discovery Plus app. I don't know. It's fucking stupid. There's so many services now that I guess it doesn't even matter at this point. And Disney Plus is another one, too. Yeah. I and just, you have the, the Warner Brothers one, too. There's a Warner Brothers one? I didn't For even... uh, DC. Where Do they we... put like all their shows and like their comics on. It was supposed to be like one. Oh, you're talking about a, a DC Unlimited yeah, Is yeah. It, isn't that getting canceled? I'm pretty sure they're canceling that. Yeah, they're getting rid of it already. Yeah, and you know, I, I tried really hard to to not bring up DC because I feel like they're just like a punching bag when it comes to these like superhero movie talk or even like superhero shows. Uh, they just, I don't know what they're doing over there. Like, I Did feel you like, watch the Snyder Cut? No, it's just don't watch it. it. I sat through all four hours. It's not worth it. Yeah, because I I I, talk, I talked to some friends who are like so, like I I have friends that are so delusional and they think that the DC universe is is a cool thing. Is that is something where they like they think that it can actually be on par with these Marvel movies? And I'm like, dude, I'm like, it, it's not. And I'm not trying to be, uh, and I am a Marvel fanboy, just to be clear. But I'm not, I'm not just siding with Marvel because uh, I'm a fanboy. I'm like, no, like when, when you put these movies side by side. These like like ninety eight percent of the DC movies are just straight up garbage, and 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 it shouldn't be like that because w- w- when you think about all superheroes, right? Superman, Batman, the the most popular superheroes, more popular than Captain America, more popular than Iron Man, Spider Man, but they can't even hold a candle to those movies because it's just so much trash out there, and and it blows my mind. They even have like like people who work on the actual comic books who write good comic books work on these movies, but somehow still manage to produce straight up trash. And it blows my mind. It's real bizarre, especially after watching the four hour Snyder cut where you're like, what am I doing? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Like, why did I watch this for four hours? This is what people wanted. Why is it in such a weird fucking aspect ratio? So, 
I I know that they did like a lot of reshoots and they, they changed the look of um, some characters. Uh, and so you, you, from your perspective, like you don't think it was worth it? I think if, you, if you're a Zack Snyder super fan, it's right up your alley. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really like his movies that much, so it didn't really do anything for me. I think it was better than the Whedon cut. But then they added stuff like anytime Wonder Woman appeared, her music was straight up fucking dog shit. And it was it constantly. It, her music was dog shit. Like the they fleshed out Steppenwolf a little bit more, which was cool. Showed more dark side, which was cool. But at the end of the day, the whole movie feels irrelevant because they're not doing the Snyderverse anymore. Uh-huh. So it, it, it feels dumb. Am I allowed to talk about like the the end stuff on it that people were psyched about? Yes, I I wanted to, to tap in on that because um one of um the big things that was going to draw me in was uh, Joker because I'm a huge because I'm I'm a fan of the Jared Leto Joker. I I don't think he had proper placement in Suicide Squad. I thought that movie could have been a hundred percent okay if they just pulled him out right. And um, obviously uh, people uh, aren't a fan of that Joker. But for me, I'm just like, like he never really got a fair shot to show us what kind of Joker he could actually be, you know? Um, so when I heard he was going to be in the Snyder Cut, I was like, oh, cool. Like maybe. And I didn't think he was going to be like a big part, but I'm like, all right, cool. I can see more screen time of this Joker that I didn't feel like ever got a fair chance. So I, I'm like, cool. That's why I want to see this. But I'm talking to people who'd watched the movie. They said he was like a post credit scene and it was barely anything. So don't even waste my time. It was like right at the end, the lines I gave him were fucking dog shit. The whole thing was so fucking, it was a dream sequence, so it didn't matter in the end. (laughs) And then like Martian Manhunter shows up, who's one of my favorite DC heroes. Oh, really? I I didn't even know that. Yeah. Martian Manhunter shows up for five seconds and just says, there's more coming and then just goes away. That's it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he tells Batman, like, oh, good job beating up Steppenwolf, but you know that there's more stuff happening. And, like, that that's it. It just ends. And I was like, why'd they add Martian Manhunter to this? You're telling me the whole time they're fighting Steppenwolf? He didn't even show up to help them out? <laughs> yeah, he was just kind of watching from afar, like, oh, I wonder if these guys on Earth can, can handle it. Um, and it, they, they, like, retconned a character to make that character Martian Manhunter, and it was so fucking stupid. And, like, the action scenes were cool, but like the when you have a four-hour movie like this, and it feels like a chore to watch, and it doesn't even matter in the end because they're not continuing with that storyline. It just isn't worth it. Yeah, I, I I wish, and obviously they they've tried, but I just I I, I wish that they could, uh, you know, just kind of push a reset button and start over but it but it's so hard to have the audience forget the trash that we've kind of already went through like batman vs superman was whack um suicide squad and and it blows it still blows my mind to this day that suicide squad flopped because it had such a strong cast and so many great characters but i'm like they, i don't know how they fucked that one up um so that's like this though suicide squad 2 looks good 
Yes. Yeah. And dude, it does look good. Dude, James Gunn, he, he's there. And if, yeah. if, if you look at what he did with this, this um, pretty much unpopular team, Guardians of the Galaxy, think about what he's going to be able to do with these characters who are, you know, semi more popular. Right. So I, I'm that's something that I'm looking forward to. Right. That's what that's part of the reason why I don't want to just erase everything. But when you look at, um, you know, Wonder Woman like that, that was supposed to be great like wonder Woman, like the first one wonder woman i think was better than the second one 1980 first wonder woman was way better at the, least like the, the character was understood in the second movie they threw out everything about the character that they've like established yeah for no reason yeah my favorite part about that movie was um who's the the name of the the actor the the, the villain um oh uh i forget his wow name. the mandalorian yes <laughs> whatever why um, am i blanking on his name i know i was I was thinking about him and Pedro Pascal. There you go. Pedro Pascal. He was my favorite part of that movie. And, yeah. But I was just like, and he, his character wasn't even that great. Right. So um, I was just thinking how, how did they drop the ball with Wonder Woman? Like the, the one shining light that they had in this big mess. So I'm like, okay, scratch that. Wonder Woman's, you know, bad now. And if you look at, they're still supposed to do that cyborg movie, which, probably isn't going to happen and cyborg is not going to be the one to save the damn dc universe he's that you can't there's not going to be a like this amazing cyborg movie which you know sorry for whoever's playing cyborg but it's like he's, he's never really been that cool so i i look at like the the cast and like okay i'm looking forward to the flash film whenever that comes out because that that seems been in, like straight up development health forever yeah so it seems promising it could be something spectacular but when, when you look at everything else, like like what happened, and obviously we still have the, the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson not supposed to be coming out, but how does just, that even tie into any, like the overall universe? Is this just going to be like its own standalone thing? I don't think so. I think he's it's just we're supposed to look at him as he was the Batman, you know, in Justice League and Batman vs Superman. Just you know, they just replaced the actor. It's so crazy that they're just dropping people, and I mean, the Robert Pattinson Batman's probably going to be crazy because Matt Reeves is doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's gonna be fucking insane but like i feel bad for people that were like ben affleck fans because i feel like he didn't get even close to a fair shot of being batman his movie got stuck in development hell the flash movie has been talked about for like six years at this point and nothing nothing has materialized not even like test footage yeah for for uh ben affleck i was happy to to hear that he was batman because um in real life he's an actual like batman fan like reads the comic books knows the lore knows the character so i'm like all right cool maybe this is where dc is going to turn it around uh but it's just like yeah i don't think he got a fair shake like i'm not sure how involved he was with the writing of batman versus superman but that was that was so bad and and i was like okay maybe he can just bounce back with like you know his solo film he's gonna have a hand in the writing process and it, it should be cool and then we saw like that Deathstroke stuff and I'm like alright this is you know looks like it has potential but then just I guess there was like disagreements and then he announced that like, he was leaving and you're like holy shit is it it, it was that bad that this A-list actor was like yeah like I, I don't want to be a part of this anymore like and something as big as Batman like he's gonna walk away from like okay like this is this is just too too crazy like they need to fix well and I I also feel like it's it's too late for for them to to fix this I think they're just gonna be um they're gonna have like okay movies here and there like uh you know Joker but not even like an actual like you know doesn't part even count. Of, yeah it doesn't even really count because it's not not in the universe they're like yeah like it's not in the universe I'm like all right that one doesn't really count so that sucks and 
uh, uh, Birds of uh, Birds of Prey. That one was okay. I, I think that's like one of the better DC movies. Um, but it was kind of weird they called it Birds of Prey because it was they should have just called called it Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um, because it was like mainly focused on her. Obviously, she she got the team in the end, which is okay. But um, you know, who knows? Maybe they're go- some of them will pop up in Suicide Squad. Maybe not. But um, other than that, yeah, there's they're just there's just too much like like bad baggage for them to to get out of this weird hole. So I feel like they're just gonna it's just like gonna be a constant struggle for for DC with them and their their comic book films. Like I don't know who or how. They're going to get out of it, but I I, th- I can honestly see them at some point just kind of just packing up, washing their hands with it, and just being like, yeah, like cool, like we're just going to stick to comic books and like our animated films, which are way better than their actual like you know, um like you know big production films, which it's blo- insane. Yeah, I'm like, how can you do like this like like, and I'm sure the budget's way lower for these animated films. Like, how can you do these amazing animated films? but not translate something cool like that to like a big Hollywood production. I'm just like, I'm like, if you just would copy and paste any one of those animated films, it would be the, the tune on DC films would be a 180, right? We'd be loving that stuff, but I don't know what the barrier is or why they don't have the foresight to do something like that. I'm surprised they haven't even really tried to copy like Marvel's formula. Like they keep trying to stick to like dark and gritty superheroes and i mean it's cool but like it doesn't work because a lot of these characters aren't dark and gritty well i feel like they did with uh shazam i which i always forget about that one was that was a fun movie yeah shazam was all right but uh, I'm, that's, that's like the most i can say too is like the, the good movies are just all right yeah like marvel's worst movie is better than their dc's best movie you know yeah yeah, Thor two is probably just as good as like Shazam. Yeah, you know, I I put off the Thor movies for a really long time, and then when I ran through them, I was like, oh, I was like, maybe there was a reason why I was putting it off for so long. Because yeah, the second one was pretty rough. They're not great, but I think that I would take that over any of the DC movies at this point. Yeah, same here. Which is a bummer because I want to see like a. Batman's gotten tons of great movies, so I can't say anything for Batman. But like, would love to see a great Superman story. Would love to see a a great. I, I don't even know. But they had, we had a good Wonder Woman story, and then that was like absolutely ruined in the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I, I want to see them tap into like some of the, like their like lesser known characters. Like, I'm a huge fan of uh, Dead Man. Like, do something. Okay. Do something with Dead Man or something with Zatanna, or. Uh, or man, or or even something else from the Bat family, like obviously, like the CW shows, they have a, a Batwoman. But uh, I'm sure if they tried like a Nightwing movie, because you you could give like a quick, you know, like oh, okay, this is like you know former Robin, blah blah blah, uh, you know, because like even what was it, at the end of the uh, Dark Knight trilogy, um, Joseph Gordon Lovett's character, he kind of like you know, it was, it was like towards the end where he kind of like in, like told him his real name and you're kind of like oh that yeah, was he that. alludes to being Nightwing yeah so you're like, kind of like oh okay so um, people are, are obviously aware so that's something that, that, that they could tap into because think about it, I think it would just be so cool just to just to try something uh, you know different because like cause the Bat family is pretty popular so you don't it's not going to seem too far left if you do something else um, you know related to Batman I don't even I don't even know what DC heroes I would want to see 
get like their own movie anymore. Like, it, it just just hit the reset button. Just hit the reset button, start from scratch, and go from there. There was one DC project that I wanted to to start watching, but the fact that it, it got canceled so fast, I was like, there's no point in me even wasting my time, but I, I'm sure at some point I'll, I'll get to it eventually, but um, uh, Swamp Thing, the, the, the last show that they did was... Oh, was it good? Everybody says that that's probably the best DC TV show that they've done, but there was some like weird like clerical error when it came to like these forms that they're supposed to get like these like tax breaks, but they didn't. So it just like cost them their like entire budget and or I think they like went over budget. So they weren't able to you know, get relief to, to keep filming for like the next season. So they just had to scrap scrap the show. So it, it never had like a real conclusion. But like, I, I think it went through one full season. Yeah, it was like this weird thing. You, you got to look into it because it's pretty fucked up to think that they finally had something really good. But due to a clerical error, they had to fucking you know, pull the plug on it. But I'm just like, man, couldn't somebody have stepped in like some big wig and be like, here's like, you know, here's a, like, a bucket of cash. Keep this shit going, you know? And I, I would love to see them do like a Blue Beetle show, kind of like Falcon and Winter Soldier or like mm-hmm. WandaVision to that, like a Blue Beetle show that has like high production. Blue Beetle's fucking sick, man. Um, what's, he's a pretty lesser known character too. What's going on with that? Uh, they're doing aren't they doing like a an hbo uh, green lantern show is that what they're doing with green this, that's disappointing i'm pretty Maybe sure that's what they're good. doing hold on i i've looked this up and yeah so they're it's yeah hbo max is doing a, a green lantern show and who's it i'm not sure which green lantern it's going to follow oh isn't it supposed to be uh john stewart I thought they would just keep the Hal Jordan, but would love to see John Stewart. I mean, that's that's like the Green Lantern I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that that's pretty interesting that they're going that route. Um, uh, so it's supposed to. Um, so I guess it's going to focus on. Uh, so it's like green i guess it's gonna focus on multiple green lanterns not just one. Oh, are they gonna do like red lanterns and black lanterns and all of that shit too so it, what i'm reading is that it's gonna focus like mainly on like the, the main three are gonna be guy gardner alan scott and Bree jarda the original uh, character and then they're, they're gonna you know you're gonna see sinestro and some other people but Okay, I'm I'm kind of down for that. Yeah, something different. Um, I'm 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 curious to 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 see how how it plays out, and I'm I I want it to be successful. Like you know, like I I want to see these projects you know get bigger because if we could see like you know Marvel Studios quality stuff with these DC properties, that would be so fun. I I almost feel like the ship has sailed for it because Marvel is already. Marvel and Disney have already been kind of like crushing it with like you see the Mandalorian mm-hmm. doing fantastic and being a very good show and then you get WandaVision Falcon Winter Soldier and like the other properties that are coming up and then the DC shows have all been kind of like honestly the reason I haven't watched a lot of the DC shows is because they look like CW shows 
really low budget stuff like yeah like, they would look like the cw shows and i don't want to watch that yeah like the, the even though the flash show is good i'll give them that flash show is pretty good the, the the show that was on dc unlimited was it the titans right it was titans i'm pretty sure it was, it was, yeah it was the teen titans and it was supposed to be like super gritty because someone calls uh nightwing batman or robin or some shit and he says like my fucking robin or whatever it's like okay <laughs> all right yeah but that just looks so low budget and i'm like dude how how can how can they be okay with doing that when they know the like playing field like what when you're looking you're not gonna see um like daredevil looking cheap like that or or any street level character dude how how do they Managed to like Luke Cage, just normalized dude with a t shirt and jeans, look way better than these stupid ass, like, you know, superheroes where it just looks like they're just on some, like, you know, uh, like, like some, like, B film, you know, just like just low budget and just like, dude, where's the effort? Yeah, even the Netflix Marvel shows have a look, have like a higher quality than the, the DC shows, which is in itself crazy. <laughs> yeah. But you think about you know Marvel's willing to you know pay attention to that kind of detail and want to kind of have a standard for their product and I just wish I I just wish DC would as well because because even even if you think about like the the offshoot Marvel shows like um like Agents of Shield um the Runaways even those um the production on that stuff was great as well nothing was Runaways good uh, it wasn't that it was, in my opinion it was like it was like whatever it's not something that I would be like hey you need to go watch this like I would tell people hey if you like the MCU, I would check out Agents of Shield. Great storyline. Um, like I said, leans into the Inhumans. Um, pretty fun. But the other ones, I wouldn't really go to bat for. Okay. Yeah, I heard so many mixed things about Runaways. I just stayed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you, even if you look at like the, the when you're getting into like the other companies, like the the indie comic books, like when when you look at something like The Walking Dead, how um, how they're able to pull it off you know that, that was an image book uh got picked up and just just managed to capture the audience and they did a pretty good job you know obviously there's like there's always gonna be criticism but uh they didn't put out a, a shit project um and then if you look at something like um, on amazon the boys um you know that comic book dude that show is insane for, and i feel like um people who haven't seen that yet and are into like superhero shit that that would blow them away because it, it kind of gives you like like a, a a cool new perspective on superheroes and kind of probably I, I imagine that's how they probably would be if they were you know um, in our world today you know just real pieces of shit um, and then even right now um, people are, are and I, I haven't seen it yet because I just haven't um, had time to, to dive in but people I, I keep seeing posting about Invincible saying that that's like a really yeah someone told me over the weekend that Invincible is worth checking out yeah so th- that's like on my list I'm like alright cool like if, if people were popping off about this because there's also been other ones that have failed like um what was it it was uh, Deadly Class that one like that was that had a lot of hype and it just didn't really go anywhere um and then what was the other one? Uh, God, I, I totally forgot that. There's like a couple other ones that started up and just didn't really go anywhere. Um, but it, but it happens. But it's just like it, it just blows my mind that like even some of these indies are like able to put out like a way more successful product than like DC. And it just I just don't get it. Yeah, it, they have the they have the heroes and they have great storylines and they choose to not do it I, I wonder i wonder what the issue is like i wonder if they're just gonna make a documentary in like 15 20 years being like here's why dc couldn't have 
a very successful movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's like they just have like this weird stigma where it's just like, oh, like it, it's gonna be shit. You know, people are already posting the Rotten Tomato scores before they even go, like, gone and seen it, and it's just like this weird thing to 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 want to bash it, and it's like, and, and it sucks because, like I said, like like I had such high hopes for Suicide Squad, but we saw how that played out, and it was just so weird. What a horrible movie! Yeah, but somehow out of the the ashes of Suicide Squad, uh, Harley Quinn has managed to kind of weave her way through all of this and be like you know like crazy popular and uh, you know that's the the one like superhero that or villain whatever um, everybody wants to see. Hopefully, Suicide Squad Two is good. The trailer looked fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Which I, the first movie didn't look fun. Yeah, it it had like weird like you know, weird moments that, that, that they try to make it fun and like weird jokes with like Harley Quinn and the other like, interactions. But yeah, I don't think they executed that right. But yeah, with the vibe of the Suicide Squad two trailer, I was like, okay, this is something that I'm like definitely excited for. It's supposed to be like a reboot too, which is like <laughs> so funny at the same time that yeah. the sequel is a reboot. Yeah, but I'm curious if they're going to keep James Gunn on, because obviously like, I'm not sure what his contract's like. If he's, is he going to be able to go between like the, the two, co- the two companies to make these films? Who knows? Yeah. That's why, I, that's another reason why I think that guardians three might be the, the last one. Cause he's going to, yeah. Cause I can't imagine what, how he feels. Cause uh, I wouldn't want to go back if they just kind of, you know, kind of kicked him off to the side when, it was clear that he had already apologized for those tweets. And this is just like, you know, these like social justice warriors just trying to come at him again for the same thing. I would feel like, yeah, I wouldn't feel right. I wouldn't want to go back because if they didn't stand behind me and they were so quick to get rid of me and it had to take the fans and the actual actors and actresses on the project to, to back me up, to kind of force your hand to bring me back. Like, yeah, it, it would be like a weird thing. Like I, yeah, that, that would make sense for him to just do that like you know make the script that he wrote and then all right not even think about guardians for just walking away like all right cool i did what like you know i created now you guys take care of it like i'm good who knows man I, the, there's so many things that have to even happen before guardians 3 happens and then what happens after that the i, I don't know I wish the road plan for the Marvel stuff was like a bit more concise and gave more away. But I understand they can't do that because COVID kind of messed everything up. Yeah. Like I, I understand, but at the same time as a fan who like, let's be honest, last year we were pretty starved for any sort of content mm-hmm. throughout like all media. Well, not the Jamie or K podcasts. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, no, 100%. Like uh, TV shows, like movies. Dude, think about uh, there was like, yeah, all the movies got pushed back. We we should have already seen Fast and the Furious 9 by now. That's something that I'm pissed about. And it comes out next year? Dude, isn't that insane? Oh, That's just like. They're showing trailers for it. So fucked. And, and just, yeah, like they're just sitting on these, like these movies and. And obviously, they yeah, I'm, I'm sure they, they don't they don't want to just put it out because maybe they don't want it to seem like this could be the new norm where people are able to watch everything from home. Even though I, I even though I know there are like 
programs for like super rich people um, to watch these theatrical releases in their homes. Um, but you have to pay like a really high fee. So maybe they're just holding back and waiting till it's um, it's safer to, to go to the movies. I haven't. I, I would like to go to the movies, but I just like I, right now I'm like really busy, so I just haven't had time to even uh, go. And like the the free time that I have, that's like the last thing that I want to do because I got like other shit I'm trying to take care of. But like I would like to go back. I'm trying to you know buy some popcorn and you know, put my feet up and relax. I want to go to the movies too, and like I'm fully vaccinated or whatever. But like I don't know. I, I'm I'll, I'll end up going back at some point within the next couple of weeks to at least one or two but i I don't think i'll be going to the extent that i used to go Mm -hmm. also i don't even know if ticket prices are the same because that used to be like it was around here was like 10 to like 12 bucks to go and then like five dollar tuesday that's my day i don't even know yeah i don't (laughs) even know if they're still doing like i I don't even know if they're still doing that through covid probably not they 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 gotta you know they got back rent they gotta pay so probably not doing any cool deals like that, but but it wasn't like uh, didn't Regal close up shop, and wasn't AMC like on the brink of uh, bankruptcy? I don't know because honestly, the only theaters we have around here are Cinemark. Oh really? There's one Regal, but everyone would just go. To, it was kind of a piece of shit, so everyone would go to Cinemark. Mm-hmm. Like I would go to the Regal because it was closer to my job. So I would go to that, like, when I'd get out of work at like two in the afternoon and mm-hmm. just watch whatever movie for like the early bird special for like yeah. eight bucks or whatever. But if I wanted to go see like a movie I really liked, I'd go to the Cinemark okay. every time. Yeah, I would always go to um, AMC because that's like they have a lot of AMCs out here, and they have like a couple Cinemarks and a couple Regals, but. Um, like location wise, it was just way more convenient for me to go to AMC because. Um, uh, AMC has a deal with Disney. I'm not sure if they're like they're they're in business together or whatever. But there was like an AMC in downtown Disney, and then it's like the like right by the comic shop that I shop at. There's an AMC, and then even like the closest like mall to me, there's an AMC. So it's just like they kind of like dominate the market out here when it comes to movie theaters in my area. Oh, that's weird. I think the closest AMC to me is like 45, 50 minutes away. Everything um, around here is like Cinemarks. Interesting. Yeah, that, that's something I didn't even think about because obviously it's like it's just normal for me to think about AMC because that's all I see, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I I want to go back. Hopefully, whenever I finish up the semester, I'll go and see some shit. But another thing that that it's happening too is like a lot of stuff isn't coming out that I want to see in theaters that I don't know if it'll be worth the price to get into. See, like dealing with other people. Mm-hmm. you know there's so many factors that play into it i'm i'm curious i kind of want to switch gears we're, we're two hours in talking about like you know all these superhero movies but you mentioned you were fully vaccinated and uh there was like big drama on social media about that Madball show so uh and and i i never never chime in on that stuff because it, it, it I'm, I'm not going to try to have like an argument or a debate with somebody over Twitter because it's just I'm it's it's just not the place to do it because it's it's just too hard to get your point across with um you know those amount of characters and it's just not um something that I, I ever want to do so uh when, when when I saw people freaking out about like you know the the, the Madball show I, I first of all like I was kind of like surprised that 
um, people started to uh, freak out after the fact because um, the, the flyer had been posted around and uh, I was just like, wait, uh, I was like, I guess people don't really care as much as they used to because I remember when um, Clemo posted that 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 flyer for that outdoor fest, he got he got killed on social media, right? And when the Madball thing happened, like, okay, so it was like the the, the, the Madball, the first Madball flyer was for the show in Rhode, Rhode Island, and that one sold out in like a minute. So I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I guess people feel safe enough. Uh, more people are vaccinated. Uh, I guess um, in like the public opinion of like, you know, the community, it's not as bad as, you know, when Clemo posted that, that, that one flyer, right? So I was like, all right, I guess like, people don't really care that much. And then then the flyer for the, the New York show got start circling around and same thing. I didn't really see anybody having any issues with it. So I'm like, Oh, like, I guess, I guess we're at the point where shows are back. Maybe. I, I don't know. Like is this is, would be like a good marker to kind of, um, you know, maybe start looking at stuff like that. Um, then the show happens. And then that's where I see like the, you know, the community start like kind of, um, starting to get divided now. Like, okay. Like, you know, like you're a piece of shit. If you went to the show, um, you're a piece of shit for you know, staying home and talking shit about the show. And I'm just like, like, I, and I'm kind of torn. Cause like, I, 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 I see, like, I kind of see both sides, like, like of like people's argument, but, um, but if it was, uh, you know, legal for them to do that. And, um, you know, nobody was forced to go. I don't really see why people are getting so upset at the dudes for throwing the show. I, the whole thing was a super spreader event. Like nobody was wearing masks anyways. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel real bummed about it because it, there shouldn't have been a show yet. Mm-hmm. Vaccines are just starting to like open up to people. Mm-hmm. And all the people that are kind of like outing themselves as like anti-masker, anti-vax is really discerning to me because we live, we live in an age where you can find false information online that nobody can check anyone on, Mm -hmm. but nobody bothers to check the source and nobody, a lot of older people just tend to take that as fact. I don't think the show, I don't think shows should be happening in general right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't, I don't understand what the issue is waiting two or three months waiting until July or August or September. Like it feels more of a, I don't want to add more to the discourse because everyone, everyone's been talking about it mm-hmm. for two plus days now. Yeah. I'm really tired of talking about it, but I'll just say, I think it sucks that it happened. I don't think that there should have been any shows yet. And it just feels almost performative at a certain point. I'm not going to, bash anyone in particular but and say like oh if you went to this you're an, if you went to the show you're an idiot but mm-hmm. i hope if you went to the show you get tested or you're vaccinated and i hope that you you do quarantine that's all i really have to add 100 i i feel like yeah if, if uh the the people who went i hope I, I just hope that they still care enough about the pandemic to to take care of not only themselves but the people that they're going to be around you know because obviously um people went to the show they're gonna have to go back to work they're gonna have to be around other people who probably don't even know that the show happened so so i'm just hoping that yeah that they took those precautions to 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 still stay safe because obviously um you know uh they chose to, to be in that environment which which I think is fine. Like I'm not like like I said, I'm in the same boat too. Like I'm not uh, condemning anybody for for going, for booking the show, for playing the show, whatever. That's that was uh, their choice. But I, I just hope that 
they still remember that yo like we're still in this it's not we're, we're not out of like the the pandemic yet even though it, like it, it, it and honestly out here like it does feel like the pandemic's over in, in a sense which is weird because you know um, you're able to go eat in a restaurant and uh, uh we're kind of at the point where, where people just aren't taking it as serious anymore because um like whether it be fatigue of being quarantined locked down for so long and they just want to get out and do shit or you know the amount of people that are vaccinated they they just feel safe enough to go out and just start uh, you know doing shit um I, I just find that it was, uh, yeah, I, I, and I'm not an expert. I, I don't know um, when's the right time to start doing shows again. But uh, for for us being a part of this community, I was, I was just uh, curious to see how everybody reacted. Um, and it was just strange to me, like I said, that it it took, um, you know, took for the show to actually happen for people to actually start speaking out and being upset before um, when the flyers were circulating. So it, it was just an interesting moment. I um, mean, obviously, we're, we're passive. The show happened. The Those bands went on to play um, more shows and there's still shows happening in a couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm curious to see the like, like how things turn out afterwards, because obviously um, if COVID was there, if anybody got COVID, I, I, I would like to hear about it. I would like to see if anybody caught it or if anybody got tested or if anybody even cares enough. If nobody caught COVID at that, I would. I'd be shocked. I'd be stunned. I would want to know like who would be like shitty enough to even go um, or maybe see. And, and this is where it gets, um, you know, we're, we're getting the six of, of things too, where like, you know, maybe somebody was asymptomatic and went and had no idea that they're the super spreader. And, you know, that whole show uh, is infected now. So it, it, it is a weird thing. It's a bummer because I don't think they, that anybody anticipated that that many people were going. I was surprised. Either. I was it's like, so, I, th- I, I think was, I read that was close to 3000 people, yeah. which is really, uh, shocking because it, it, the virus doesn't matter, you know, mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter if it's 20 people or 3000 people. Yeah. It can still spread and seeing all these people up front who go home to their friends and family and to their jobs uh, who weren't wearing masks. All it, it doesn't take much to get sick. I mean, you had, you had COVID true yeah it doesn't take much you don't even know how you got it yeah uh, I, i'm still in the dark I, I i have no idea Yeah, exactly and 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 think about this it like like for, for me out in my area it, 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 one guy had it and then it just like spread like crazy right? exactly that's all it takes that that's yeah. my whole thing on I, I again i don't want to beat this to death since mm-hmm. you can go on twitter or facebook or instagram and get five thousand different people's opinion but I don't. I don't. It, it's it's not time. People aren't fully vaccinated yet. Vaccines aren't fully open to the whole country yet. Um. It's just patience is a virtue. That's what I'll say. Okay. It's just a bummer. All right, but staying on the music topic, I want to uh, you know shout out Warren. Uh, you obviously <laughs> sing for um, Warren, and uh, obviously I uh, you know said a, a congratulations uh, text to you when it happened. But like your guys's record sold out, the response seemed like you know uh, it's like super positive, and to to see that happen for you guys, it, it had me stoked, and I just felt very proud for you guys. Yeah, it was awesome. A big shout out to Carter and From Within big massive shout out to Carter because without him I don't even know if the record would be out yet I don't know if the record would be out in general so mm. big big shout out to him yeah shout out Carter Holmes from within records 
a great record label. I support everything that they do. Um, you probably can't see because it's not focused, but I have three from within record CDs right here. Um, I got got the roster poster. I, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan. Love everything they do. But yeah, I, I was stoked to, to see that for you guys. And yeah, I, I'm just uh, you know kind of just waiting for the future and to see you guys become more active and be able to go out and do stuff so people can uh, you know hear that stuff live. Yeah, I mean when the time is right, we'll we'll be playing when you know mm -hmm. at this point when the stars align, we'll be playing. But um, yeah, I. I mean, thank you for the kind words. It's still kind of surreal that the record sold out. It's a bummer that the plant has kind of delayed everything mm -hmm. and prevented physical copies from reaching people. So thank you to everyone that's listening and being patient too. That's important. <laughs> We've yeah. had some people uh, messaging us saying, where's our record? It's not fun to have that conversation. And I just don't get how people can be so, uh, like, uh, what's the word that I, I want to use? Can, can just be so, uh, like, inconsiderate to you guys? Because it's not like you're um, out there pressing these records. Like, like and it can't be a secret that it, it's a process where you guys had to put in an order to a plant and it has to process. And there's not that many plants around the world. And there's, you know, a fuck ton of bands that are trying to do the same thing. So, when there's like you know a, a, an issue where things get backed up, that's literally out of your hands. It's not like you guys are just uh, you know dicking off and not shipping the records out. It's like no, like you're literally waiting to get them sent to you guys so you guys can start to ship them out. So for anybody out there who's like purchased a record and who's upset, it's like yo, like you got to take these things into consideration when you pre-order. You know, and that's like the the key thing people always. Um, you know, forget it's like, okay, like you, you, you pre-order this shit and it, it does take time. It's not like you pre-ordered or you pre-order the record and it gets shipped out the same week. It's like, no, like these things have to get, you know, made. So uh, just, I, I just wish people, especially in our community, just would have more patience and not try to come at, not, not just you guys, but any band or record label um, sideways about, you know, like, Hey, where the fuck's my order? It's like, yo, chill out. It'll get to you. And if there's like a real big issue where, you know, things don't get pressed or, you know, um, uh, there was a mix up like, you know, the the, the, the um, seller, the merchant will get back to you and, you know, worst case, uh, you know, refund you, whatever. But it's like for people to come at you guys negative, um, it's, it's just so frustrating to, to hear from like, you know, not only you, but other bands and, and record labels. It's it just it's just mind boggling to me, you know. Luckily, there have only been a couple of people, but some dude was like messaging me about it. It was like I want a refund. I was like, I'm not the record label. I can't do anything for you. Mm -hmm. It's like the records have been delayed until like late May, early June. So I can't really. There's nothing anyone can do about it. You just have to be patient. Like you're not getting ripped off. This isn't like any situation like that. It, it's it is what it is. Yeah, and yeah, I, I just wish people would be more patient and uh, more understanding. Yeah. I it I I try to approach things with uh just a, like that situation with like a positive attitude and be like hey it's coming just mm -hmm. yeah have to be patient and so you know some people have been pretty nice about it that's all you can ask for for sure well damn Dan this has been 
so much fun to, to be able to talk to you. I'm glad that you were down to want to do the podcast, just talking about, of course. uh, you know, Falcon or, okay. Um, obviously if you get to the end of the show, they changed the title screen to, um, Captain America and the winter soldier, which I thought was such a, just, and it's like the stupidest thing. It's, it's up there for a couple of seconds, but I just thought that was just such a nice touch. They gave him his respect and people should now start recognizing him as Captain America. Cause he is Captain America. Shout out to the Falcon. Yeah, it was great. But seriously, thank you, Dan. Uh, before we go, is there anything else you want to say or shout out? Uh, thanks for having me back on. If you haven't listened to Human Work, it's been out for like almost two months now. It's on all streaming platforms. There will be a repress. I, it's hard to say at this point because <laughs> plants are so fucked right now. Mm-hmm. But there will be a repress up if you see people flipping it when they get their physical copies please don't buy that um shout out to everyone listening and uh big shout out to marvel for making two pretty good tv shows yes shout out marvel keep it coming and thank all of you for you know tuning in and listening to us talk about this it's it's been awesome and thank you dan and we'll be back soon